Go ahead and turn it all the way up. Go ahead and turn it all the way up. All the way up. All right, turn it back down. Turn it back down. <clears throat> Thought that I would start off the podcast with one of my favorite songs of all time, the legendary, the what, the, the best rapper of all time, Tupac's hit. How do you want it? Live at the House of Blues. Ladies and gentlemen, I am 24. This is my podcast, 24's podcast, the best video gaming and sports podcasts on the entire internet. I said, I think a couple of, uh, of, of weeks ago, maybe not a couple of weeks ago, but like a couple of days ago, maybe a week, maybe two. I don't I don't know when I said it, but I was like, I want to get some preparation in for the draft. I probably should have said that Sunday, but then I was like, I, I, like, I forgot. My bad. But uh, took some days off to get ready for the draft. Also, if I'm honest with you, to catch up on some work. Pause, pause Tupac. I don't want to do this Tupac. Pause Tupac for a little bit. I worked all Monday and Sunday. I was setting myself up beautifully for this week. Do you want to know what happened? The software on my computer, for some weird reason, and technology sometimes just is disgusting, the the software on my computer that I use to work all day long, for some weird reason, it glitched out, it fucked up, and pretty much... um, Seven plus hours of work just didn't work. It didn't export. It didn't go where I needed to go. It didn't. It didn't do what I needed it to do. And I saw. And I tried to spend another seven plus hours troubleshooting and trying to problem solve. Long story short, I had to freaking get rid of the seven plus hours of work that I that I that, that I worked on. And I need to do it again, but I still have. I haven't gotten around to it. I've moved past it. I'll get back to it probably tomorrow or Friday when I have more time. So I, I literally have to do Monday's work over the weekend or, I, I don't know, tomorrow. or I, I, I don't know. I got to get it done pretty much before next week. Which is pretty freaking frustrating. Thank you to the software that I use. I will not, I will not say what software because I don't want you to use it. I don't even want to give it any attention. That's how much I hate the software that I use. But I have to use it because it's the best. Sorry about that. Let me friggin' mute my phone. But it's like, I, like I don't, I don't know what to do. I don't know. I didn't know what to do. I spent like an additional God knows how long. I, I spent almost as much time trying to fix it <clears throat> as I did actually making the damn like what, whatever I was making on my software, right, on my computer, right, and it just. Just didn't fucking work. So I'm kind of pissed off. I'm coming into this podcast bitching. Back to Tupac. Got a great podcast for you today. Watched last night the entirety of the MJ documentary. Again, I was working all week, so I got to it last night. Technically this morning at like 1 o'clock in the morning. 2, 3, I don't know. Got to that. Gonna talk about that. And kind of some of the interesting things that I can... That I that I that I've seen with that specific draft, not that specific draft, excuse me, but that situation that happened with the Bulls in the '90s. Some things going on in the draft, um, not some things going on with the draft, but some things going on in, with certain teams that I think reflects what happened with the Bulls in the '90s with Jerry Krause and the owner of of the Bulls as well. 
also uh, some trades because apparently everybody wants to get out of the top 10. I'm going to kind of dispel those rumors right here and uh, and much, much more. I got a lot to talk about today. It's going to be a great podcast. It's probably going to be one of the best podcasts of this week. And we got two, we got three days of drafts coming up in the next couple of days. Three days of draft, uh, of uh, three days, excuse me, of seven rounds for the NFL draft. It's going to be a hectic week. It's going to be a great week to listen to if you're a fan of the podcast. Subscribe to the podcast. You are not already subscribed to the podcast. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about and much, much more. Ladies and gentlemen, right here on 24's podcast. God, I love Tupac. It's my favorite rapper of all time. Anyways, <clears throat> what should I talk about here first today? Um, you know, what, let me start off with the tease. By the way, I'm also gonna have my own mock draft. I'm not really gonna go with what the NFL is gonna do because I, I, I like I'm I'm done trying to predict what they've done. I mean I've I've pretty much talked about it all the time, uh, not all the time, but um pretty constantly and pretty consistently on what I think the NFL will do. I'll give well I guess I should, but I think I'll, I'll have two drafts. I'll have two mock drafts that I'll do today. All right, the first one that I'm gonna do is probably my mock draft. It's gonna be, no, it's gonna be the NFL's mock draft. It's gonna be the draft that I think um, the NFL will do. Right then, it's gonna be my mock draft, the uh, the draft that I think the NFL should do. And by the NFL, I mean all 32 teams, um, because I think some of these teams tomorrow uh, they're gonna find a way to fuck it up. And I also think in the ensuing days they'll find a way uh, to fuck it up as well. I'm lighting a candle, not lighting a blunt. I have no idea how people do podcasts. I have no idea how people function. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's because, you know, I'm a I'm a I'm straight edge. You know, I don't do drugs or alcohol or stuff like that. But it's like I wonder how people would do like <laughs> like like just cognitive functioning or cognitive reasoning, like thinking with your brain. Maybe not like just doing things with your hands, but like doing complex things like having a conversation or trying to think of things, think, think about things critically. I wonder how people do that when they're drunk or high. I like, I've, I've never tried to do that. I already have enough issues to begin with, but let's move on. <laughs> like, let's, just, let's just move on. All right. So last night, uh, I saw the great documentary, the last dance, Michael Jordan's final kind of season with the bulls. If you're a sports fan, I, I I thought it would have been I thought it was gonna be a little bit overhyped. I'm not gonna lie to you. I may see it. I may see the first two episodes again tonight. That's how much I liked it last night. It had drama. It had great. It had a great like aurora with Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls, the '90s Bulls. And I love winning teams, even though I'm not that big of a Michael Jordan fan. If you told me, hey, 24, who are your who are your favorite basketball players of all time? First, it's got to be Tim Duncan because I'm a Spurs fan. Then it's got to be LeBron. And Steph is probably in my four or five. Like, I don't have that strong of a tie a tie uh, to Michael Jordan because I was, I was born in the 90s, but I was born late 90s, so I didn't get to see him play. But yeah, he's he's one of the best basketball players of all time. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not that young to deny that. Not that ignorant. Saw that documentary last night. Michael had some absolutely fantastic quotes. 
of sitting up. My uh, my journal where I take all my notes was on my desk, and I I literally and it was like two o'clock in the morning. I literally went from my uh, from my bed where where I was watching it on my computer from my bed to my um to my desk. Turn on the lights, wrote down some notes, went back to my bed. I, like I, I I eventually had to play, put my journal in my bed with my pen, so that way I would because I I was gonna take some more notes. But if you don't know the premise of the document, the documentary. The documentary? I don't know how to say it. The docu-series? I think that's what... Yeah, it's it's the it's a docu-series because it's like 10 episodes. Don't know the premise of the, of the docu-series. Pretty much, again, it's following Michael Jordan's final season with the Bulls. Phil Jackson, one of the best head coaches of all time. His final season with the Bulls. Scotty and Dennis Rodman, um, pretty much two of the last... Um, best two two of the best players in that decade as well were also on the bulls as well their last they're all of their last dances essentially with the bulls right <clears throat> and it starts off with a very very interesting presence and premise and it kind of goes back to Michael Jordan's early days with the bulls like in 1984 when he was first drafted all the way up to essentially um November of um of that of the final season with the bulls now, obviously, the first two episodes, it's for, it's the first two episodes. There's 10 episodes. They're not going to cover the entirety of the thing, uh, of the um, of the of the whole like year. It's only going to cover, you know, the first two months, actually, if I'm honest with you. October and November is um, is as far as it went that year. And it has a very, very interesting part early and often with the owner of the Bulls. What's his name? What's the owners of the Bull? What's the owner? Who's the owner? Jerry Reinsdorf, Reinsdorf, I don't know what his name is, I I can't, Jerry Reinsdorf, right, of the Bulls, and Jeremy, or Jerry Krause, two Jerry's, three Jerry's that are just gonna freaking destroy some of the best sports dynasties of all time, Jerry Jones, Jerry Reinsdorf, and Jerry Krause, but we're not talking about Jones, we'll talk about him in a couple minutes, but we're talking about Reisendorf and Kraus, right? So these two guys, at the end of the uh, of the Bulls dynasty of the Bulls of the Bulls legacy, these two guys, the owner and the general manager of the Bulls, they were pretty much like, well, you know, um, Jordan and Scotty and Dennis, they're all at the end of their careers. Let's ship them off. Let's trade them. And on top of that, let's also get rid of Phil Jackson as well, right? Let's get rid of those three guys. Michael Jordan is still there because they thought that they could not not even win championships. They were planning on rebuilding the Bulls after that 90, I think it was 98-99 season, 97. I, I don't remember when, when that season was. Actually, why why am I trying to freaking like do this off the top of the dome? Just freaking look up the championships. The 98 season, right? That was the final season that they won a championship in. So that 98 season Going into there in that '98 season, they said, "Well, um, we're getting rid of Phil Jackson. We're probably not going to keep Scotty, and we're moving on with Dennis Rodman as well." So they were like, "We're going to rebuild. We're going to rebuild. We're going to rebuild. We're going to rebuild." Michael wasn't having any of that because Michael Jordan is like, "What was the quote?" He said something about rebuilding, and I'll talk about that when I talk about the draft. Here you go. He said this. He said, if you want to look 
if you want to look at it from a business thing, then you have to respect the people that laid the groundwork so you could be a profitable organization. Right? The people that he's referring to are his teammates and Phil Jackson. And he was asked that, I think, in June after they had won the championship because the owner and the, um, <clears throat> and the general manager that they were talking about rebuilding. Said that during, during the, uh, the offseason, essentially. Maybe even after they had won the chip. Like directly after, like in the press conference, after he had won the chip. I think it happened on June 13th. So it was probably right around there. So Jerry Krause and Jerry Reinsdorf, they're trying to ruin the franchise. They're trying to, they're trying to do the business aspect, like Michael Jordan said. He's like, oh, you know, it's, it's great business. It's great. It's great. You know, it's, it's intelligent, right? You get, you, get to have, you get to have your cake and eat it too. You get Michael Jordan plus some young players a couple of years out. You get to transition. I'll talk on that in a second, but I want to add some more context to this conversation. So I'm, I'm going to play a snippet. Of, um, of Undisputed, because I thought today's episode, this wasn't even today's episode, this was like, <laughs> this was Monday's episode, I had to find this, because I'm like, I knew they were, I knew, like, I saw, I saw everybody talking about this docu, uh, this docu-series uh, on Monday, and I was uh, like, I'm not gonna watch any of it until Wednesday when I'm gonna, when I'm gonna cover all this stuff, and I'm gonna kind of review, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, all this stuff, and Skip and Shannon, they were talking about it, Here's Skip and Shannon talking about the last dance uh, in Michael Jordan's uh, in, in Michael Jordan's first two episodes of this docu series. Recent interview that this uh, this interview wasn't 1998. It was done recently for the documentary, and he said that he and Jerry Krause decided going into 97 98 that except for Michael, all the other players were nearing the ends of their careers. What? I was there. (laughs) Scottie Pippen went on and played six more years. I can go right down the list. Everybody went on to play somewhere else. They were not nearing the end of their careers. We're going to debate this later in the show. I believe they would have won two more championships. It was just the egos of Reinsdorf and Krauss. They couldn't stand it that Jordan... Mm -hmm had taken over the whole city, not to mention the whole NBA basketball world. They were jealous. They were resentful. But in this case, if we can compare it to Belichick versus Tom Brady, we had a Robert Kraft in the middle who kept taking Brady's side. I think he was taking Brady's side to the end. In this case, the owner was taking Jerry Krause's side and saying, go, Jerry, go, against Phil, against Michael, and to... Michael's undying credit, he had pledged allegiance to Phil, and he stuck by his guns. That's what you're going to see in this documentary. Michael's pride was so supreme, his principles were so high, that once he pledged allegiance, he just said, you you send that man out the back door, I'm walking out the back door behind him. Krauss had fallen mm-hmm. in love with, with Tim Floyd. I know Tim very well. He's a good guy, and he was on a, a nice arc as a young college basketball coach but but why he would think i could replace phil jackson with tim floyd out of iowa state was beyond comprehension to me a lot of things to unpack there now we all have egos we all have pride we all have confidence i guess 
How similar, how similar does what Skip Bayless just sound, just said sound like to you, right? I mentioned it earlier on. Jerry Jones in the 90s. Jerry Jones said to Jimmy Johnson, hey, uh, I, can win Super, I can win a Super Bowl with anybody. And that's true. Dallas was loaded in the 90s. They had Michael Murray, Charles Haley, Deion Sanders, uh, Emmett Smith, Troy Aikman, Hall of Famers all over the place on the offensive line. I think they had Darren Woodson, who was either a Hall of Fame corner or a Hall of Fame safety. Had Hall of Famers, everybody. Just great players, great coaching. North Turner was there, great coach. Jerry said, I can win with anybody. So he fires Jimmy Johnson. Wins a Super Bowl with Barry Switzer. But unlike the Bulls dynasty in the 90s, doesn't win a whole lot more than that. Because again, the team was stacked. If he had had Jimmy Johnson on that football team for the entire decade, because I think Jimmy Johnson, as a tenured head coach for the Dallas Cowboys, is uh, was like, what, six, seven years? Maybe eight years? I think he was. Uh, I think he had a similar timeline with the Dallas Cowboys as uh, as Jason Garrett. Think about that. Jason Garrett uh, either coached as long, if not longer, than Jimmy Johnson did for the Dallas Cowboys. Just think. Just think about that, right? Because Jerry wanted to be like, well, you know, uh, I I got you know we can win a lot of football. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. 1989, 1993. Four years, five years, yeah, four years. Could have had easily six or seven, easily. Every single player will admit it. Most of the, unfortunately, not maybe not unfortunately, but most of the teams that were playing up against Dallas in that decade would probably admit it, four years, and he got rid of him. Probably could have had six or seven Super Bowls, probably could have been one of the best owners slash GMs of all time, not even close. I have no idea how Jerry Jones is in the Hall of Fame. Before Jimmy Johnson, Andrew Pearson. But he is. Right? Skip went on to say, and to talk about Bill Belichick. Now, for me personally, I haven't really talked about Jarrett Stidham and Brian Hoyer yet. I will believe it when I see it because I think that Bill Belichick is an incredibly smart head coach. And I think that he may take a quarterback in the first round, maybe the second round. I don't know. That's what I believe just based upon his actions. But if you if you listen, not even listen, but if you saw what was going on with, um, with Jimmy Garoppolo and Tom Brady, Bill was like, let's get rid of Tom. Let's just get rid of him. Let's take away all of his weapons. Let's not help him out. Let's make it unpleasant for him to be there. And he thinks, oh, I can just win with anybody now, right? He just gave away Bill Belichick I wish I could pull up. You know what? Let me look up the Patriots free agent losses. Because they lost a lot. Is this being updated? I think. I think so. 
So they lost Tom Brady in the beginning of the season. They lost Tom. They, where is it? They lost Kyle Van Noy, who was important. I knew they lost Kyle Van Noy. They lost Harmon. They lost Jamie Collins. They lost Danny Shelton. They lost a lot of dudes in free agency. Deron Harmon, Adrian Phillips. He's a safety. No, he signed with them. Elandon Roberts lost him. I think that's it. On top of the other guys that they lost as well. They lost Goskowski, one of their best kickers ever, and they had Adam Vinatieri. They lost a lot of dudes this offseason. Then on top of that, they again lost probably one of the most underrated head coaches of all time, one of the best offensive line coaches of all time. I don't know his name. Let me just look his name up. Dante Skarnecki. They lost him. So. They lost a lot of people. Bill Belichick's like, I can win with anybody. The issue is, like Bill Belichick, not like Bill Belichick, but like Jerry Rosendorf. Rosendorf? I think that's how, how they said his name. Rosendorf, like Jerry Jones in the 90s and the Bulls. Bill Belichick is now at the precipice saying, like all those other guys, I can win with anybody. And he probably could. But he probably can't win a Super Bowl. And as much as people want to say, well, he won games with Matt Castle. He went 11-5 and five and missed the playoffs. Like, okay. All right. But did Matt Castle have an older version of Julian Edelman who's pretty much at the end of his career? I think Edelman is either 33, 34. He's still one of the best slot receivers in the league, but he just can't stay healthy. He's 33. He's going to be 34 when he when he enters into the, uh, the regular season this year. Edelman's going to be 33. Their offensive line is kind of in a shambles because they keep on losing all of their left tackles in free agency. And they just lost Dante Skarnecki because he retired, I think, for the second or third time in his career. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe he'll come out again, but I think he's retired. They just lost Gronk to the Bucks, Tom Brady to the Bucks, and Tom's going to have a lot more weapons. Everybody shot on Tom last year because he didn't have any weapons, and everybody was like, "Well, Tom Brady stinks." Tom Brady, Tom Brady won eleven games last year with a terrible offense. Nobody to throw the dong on football to. Won 11 games. Still had 4,000 yards, I think 20, 30 touchdowns, somewhere around there. Nobody to throw the football to. They did not scheme at all towards him. Like, Bill Belichick thinks he can, he's going to win. I don't think he's going to win Jack without a good football player in QB. And he right now he has a, a second year player who's questionable and a Backup who is mediocre at best. That's who he has at quarterback. But just like the Bulls did, and this goes back to the Bulls, ego and arrogance are playing a huge part into the Patriots' formation of their team. And even the GM, the business side of things, are playing a huge part in other teams' uh, in other teams' dealings with players, personnel, and the draft. I'm going to talk about teams 
talking about trading out of the top 10. I think it's BS, but way too many teams have been talking about it and way too many t- people have been <laughs> giving teams arousing applause because of that. I'm going to continue forward with Skip and Shannon here because they're, they actually they got a lot of good stuff to talk about. Don't worry, we're going to get to a lot of stuff. Just be patient. Just be patient. This all will have a payoff in the end, I promise you. So I'm glad that everybody got to see that the real villain here actually exposed himself last night. It's Jerry Reinsdorf. He's the one who said, we decided they're all nearing the ends of their careers. What are you doing? What are you talking about? (laughs) That was outrageous that I I wanted to hear Jerry Reinsdorf apologize last night and say, you know what? I've come to my senses. I see what we broke up. And he was still adamant. No, no, we did the right thing. You did the right thing. You, You basically ended basketball in Chicago as you knew it. Michael brought basketball to a city that had never had great pro basketball. And then Jerry, the two Jerry's ended it. Your thoughts, Shannon Sharp. Skip, you're you're absolutely right. And I've never seen anything like this where a general manager and the owner is upset, aggravated, that it seems like the turnaround was because of Michael Jordan. And Jerry Reinsdorf, he owned the team. Jerry Krause, he ran the team for Jerry Reinsdorf. Skip, they became bitter. They became bitter because they weren't getting the credit. Mr. Kraft, Skip, can you imagine Mr. Kraft breaking this thing up early? Now, and some people still believe that they could have gone on and maybe won another one or two more with the Patriots. But for 20 years, they let this thing stick together for 20 years. Jerry Jerry Reinsdorf, they, they broke it up. Prematurely, Skip. Look, I don't know. Is is I don't want to be you know hypocritical here and say yeah they would have or they wouldn't have. But I will say this: I believe, as Michael said, we've earned the right to defend what we've won. And if somebody beats us, so be it. We will gladly move along. But you don't break it up because of what, Skip. And early on, I'm I'm, I'm listening to a, a lot of these after, after the show and then listen to that. Uh, I think her name, Jane McManus, Skip, wrote for, she writes for the, she's in Boston. And she was explaining how, like, Michael was Jackie so McMullen. open early yeah. on. Mm-hmm. Jackie, Jackie McMullen, that's her name, Skip. Yeah, thank you. And Skip, it was like, listening to her talk, how Michael despised Jerry Kraft, Jerry Kraft, Jerry Kraft, and Skip, even as he despised him at his lowest, it, it, I mean, it, from his from the depth of his soul, he went out there and gave it everything. He got upset at Scotty. Yeah, Scotty, I dislike him too. But you being selfish. You own, you own the team. Look, I don't like him either. As a matter of fact, I don't really like Jerry Reinsdorf either. But we got to win this thing. And... And Jay Adonde, listen to Jay Adonde saying that Scotty was a little envious that Michael was getting, and Skip, that's natural. That's, 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 a, that's a natural uh, human reaction. Hold on, I, I'm, oh, oh, did y'all forget about me? Hey, I'm six foot seven, can guard four or five different positions. Uh, look, I can't score like he can, but I can defend. I lead in assists, I lead in steals. You know what I do. And all y'all talking about is Mike, Mike, Mike. What about Scotty? And I think Jordan paid Scotty Pippen the ultimate compliment. There has never been another compliment that he could receive that's greater than what Michael gave him last night. Not top 50 player, not one of the all-time greats, none of that, Skip. He said, you cannot say Michael Jordan without saying Scotty Pippen.
Sorry about that. My keyboard is kind of starting to spaz out on me. It's wireless. It's Bluetooth, so it disconnects and it doesn't work with the mic with, with OBS. The reason why I played you all that was to give you a small little glimpse of the bureaucracy, the politics that are going on right now in teams, in front offices, and in um in in, in leagues, not just in basketball, but in in uh, in football as well. I'm watching ESPN right now, and they're showing Dak Prescott because they're about to talk about Dak Prescott on their on the NFL draft coverage or whatever. And, uh, you know, Jerry Jones yet again says, well, you know, Dak's contract isn't a priority for for me, you know, because we got the draft going up. And it's like, well, it hasn't been a priority for you in almost a year. So that's not necessarily news. Took a look at Trent Williams, left tackle. Washington, one of the best left tackles in the league, in my opinion. And I'm a doggone Dallas Cowboy fan. That should tell you something real quick. Demanding a trade, he's injury prone, he's been in the league for 10 years, even though he's injury prone, and by injury prone, I mean he misses a lot of games, like people talk about how Tyron Smith is injury prone, and I've seen a lot of like conversations about people being like, let's trade away Tyron Smith, let's give up Tyron Smith away, let's trade him away, let's trade him away, because he's injury prone, and it's like, Trent Williams is actually injury prone, he missed... 10 games in 2017, not 10, um, 6 games, and then he missed 3 games in 2018. Then going back then, 12, 14, 15, he's had some injuries going all the way back to 2010, or not 2010, but 2011 when he uh, when he missed 6 games. He's caught, like, he's, he's missed games. He's gonna miss games. And it seems like sometimes, in the last couple of years, excuse me, it seems like him missing games... Uh, not even him missing games, but his injuries have kind of caught up and his plays dipped a little bit. He's still one of the best left tackles in the league. And by injury prone, I mean he gets injured during the season, but like Tyron Smith, he will play through injury throughout the season. So you got to be worried about that if you're a team uh, that's going to pick him up. But make no mistake about it, in a league, in a division where at one point in time you had three Hall of Famers playing on every single team uh, in the NFC East, and Trent Williams, in my opinion, I think if he continues having a career that he's had, I think he will 1,000% be a Hall of Famer. Tyron Smith, Hall of Famer. Fletcher, not Fletcher Cox, um, Jason Peters, Hall of Famer. They're all Hall of Famers to me. He was maybe second or third best. That may sound like, oh my God, that sounds terrible, 24. He's only the second or third best. Second or third best among three Hall of Famers. I'll take that. Washington, they don't want him. They want to trade him. Or they no, they don't want him. I, I don't know what they want. I don't know what they're doing. Apparently, they may want to sign him. They haven't given him a, a fair and equal contract, I guess. Or they haven't. Like, I think he, he held out for a season and was like, I'm not playing until you sign me. I'm not, I'm not risking my career. They were like, well, we're not going to sign you. He's like, fuck you. I'm sitting out. And that's exactly what he did. And he's continued to sit out. He's like, dude, I played for 10 years. I got a lot of good mileage left on the tires. I got a lot of tread on the wheels. But I'm also not going to play for this fucking organization ever again. I'm out. Unique in Godway. Jacksonville. What's this guy's name? He's a co-owner for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's the son of the um, of the owner. The older guy. 
The Jacksonville Jaguars owner is the um where Tony Khan. Tony Khan is the president of uh of all, all Elite Wrestling, which is on the USA network, I think. He's also a part owner in um in the Jacksonville Jaguars, son of Sinead Khan. I think that's how you say his name. He got into a Twitter spat with Unique Ngakwe, and he was like, Well, Unique, we're not gonna give you up until we get fair compensation. And Unique Ngakwe is like, get me the fuck out of here. Do you want to know why? Because this team is losing football games on purpose. More on that in a second. So you got all these teams and all these bureaus, and not even, not even, not even, I'm, I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. Hold on. Let me talk about something else. What are, what, what else is the other team? The St. Louis Rams. Uh, earlier this week, the Supreme Court denied uh, their uh, their their arbitration, their petition for arbitration, right? So what the St. Louis Rams, excuse me, the LA Rams were supposed to do, apparently they had a contract with the city of, of St. Louis and they were like, well, you know, we, um, uh, we, we, like we, we promised uh, St. Louis, the city of St. Louis, all this, and we did, and we made sure that it was it was going to be clear, and it, that we 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 made a lot of financial promises to the city of St. Louis, uh, the Supreme Court. They were like, no, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to face law in St. Louis. This isn't the NFL where you get to have your own judges and and uh, jury and executioner. You actually have to do this via the legal system in the United States. Because we know that your bullshit court in the NFL is a kangaroo court and we're not going to allow it. We don't stand for that. We're the Supreme Court. We don't play. So now St. Louis is going to have to go back to, to freaking, not St. Louis, the Rams are going to have to go back to St. Louis and face local court there. They took it to the highest court in the land. They said, get the fuck out of our court. You must be tripping. You owe those people money. This brings full circle back to the Michael Jordan documentary. You saw the bureaucracy. You saw the politics that were being played within the Bulls organization. You saw Jerry Krause and Jerry Reinsdorf talking about how, oh, the the dynasty is over. Let's pack it in. Let's rebuild it. And it's like, Michael's like, bro, we got one of of the best rosters of all time. And the, 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 no one's. Us. Who in the who in the in in 98, 99, 2000, maybe besides Shaq and Kobe, who I think came up in 2001, 2002, who's gonna stop us? Who? Maybe you could say the Spurs. Maybe. But who? Who besides us is gonna stop us? Jerry Reinsdorf, Jerry Krause, they answered that question very, very quickly. I said, we'll stop us. We're going to be bureaucratic about this. The LA Rams, they had a great fan base, great following in St. Louis, their best following. They were like, let's chase after the money. If it makes dollars, it makes sense. This is a business decision. This is a business organization. We're not loyal to the fans. So you know what we'll do? We'll move the team out of St. Louis to LA to a larger market and we'll have a bigger stadium right next to, by the way, check this out. I didn't know this, but apparently SoFi Stadium is literally right across the street from where the NFL Network headquarters is going to be. So they're going to be able to film a bunch of their shows, a bunch of their segments in the new NFL 
network facility that's going to be right across the stadium from SoFi Stadium, the new stadium that the Rams are going to be uh, be playing in, excuse me. And by the way, again, last week, the stadium was delayed opening. It was supposed to open in January for a Taylor Swift concert. Guess what? It's now delayed. The Rams, they could have avoided this lawsuit, and I, I would put a lot of money. St. Louis is going to come after the, uh, what's his name? What's his name? Who's the owner? Who's the owner of the Rams? I would put a lot of money. Who is the owner of the Rams? What's his name? What is his name? I can't find it. I know. Hold on. Let me just type this into Google. I was on their wiki page. Stan Kroenke. Stan. He's in some trouble now because he can't go through the kangaroo, the kangaroo court of the NFL. He's actually got to go through an actual judicial system. Excuse me, civil system because this is going to be a civil case. He's not going to get prosecuted. He's just going to get sued. Instead of doing the right thing for the fans, they went after the money and now look at them. They're getting sued by the city that housed them for almost two decades. Look at the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're trying to get rid of Unique and Gakwe. They're trying to they're trying to get fair compensation. Tony Khan, he's like, I wanna be a GM. I wanna be my dad. I wanna show the NFL what I can do. Which is not win a Super Bowl at all. Because I stink. And my team stinks. Because we were like, you know what? We're just not going to win any football games. We're going to rebuild. We're going to trade away Jalen Ramsey because we want fair compensation for for Jalen Ramsey. We're going to trade away Calais Campbell Campbell because we want fair compensation for Calais Campbell. It's not that you actually want to win football games. It's not that those two players would help you win more football games. It's that you wanted fair compensation. So they traded both of those players away. So now what the Jacksonville Jaguars need to do is they need now a corner and they need a a tackle, which they had in the last two years. And keep in mind, this this was one of the best defenses in the league. And now look at them. Struggling to get defensive players on their team because they don't want to sign more defensive players. And I guarantee you one thing. Jacksonville is going to find a way to screw it up. Mark my words for the day. How long have they been an NFL franchise? Since 1993. The last time they got anywhere close to a Super Bowl was three years ago. 2017. That season. Now they're rebuilding. Dallas. Not even close to a Super Bowl. Last 20 years. We don't want to sign Dak Prescott to a multi-million dollar contract. My priority is the draft. It's like, Jerry, your priority has not been this contract for the last year and a half. I'm, I'm focused on the draft. It's like, well, you're locked in your house, Jerry. You can't go anywhere. I don't want to sign Doc Prescott to a multi-million dollar contract until he meets my demands. That was my phone. I apologize. 
So now Jerry is pulling a, a Jerry Ro- uh, Reinsdorf, a Jerry Krause, being like, "Well, we can win football games without Dak Prescott. We can, we can do all that. We, we can, we." He, he tried that in Emmett Smith. Uh, there's this Southern term called "don't kick against the pricks." The pricks are essentially the pricks and the fences that house in the animals, right? I'm, 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 I'm gonna get really, really country here for the next couple of seconds. Kick against the pricks means you don't kick against the fences, the pricks and the fences, because the fences, they'll keep you from wandering off and getting killed by other predators or getting run over by a car or other stuff and getting lost in the woods or, 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 or whatever. It's like you, you have protection inside the fence, outside the fence. You don't. Don't kick against the fence. Jerry is a stubborn mule. So guess what? He's going to get kick against the, pr- the pricks and he's going to get run over by a pickup truck or get mauled by a cougar. Did not learn from Emmett Smith. He may not learn from Dak Prescott. Maybe he should learn. You sign the players that win you football games. Dallas has won 40 games uh, in the last four years. I keep mentioning this because, you know, every, this cannot be understated. Dallas won 40 games last four years. Uh, that's second most tied with Russell Wilson. Uh, only, 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 you know, a couple less games than the Patriots. You know, not that big of a deal. Interesting quote from MJ about rebuilding. And by the way, I mean, I'm not even going to mention Trent Williams that much and the stupidity that Washington... I was like, like I'm a Cowboy fan. I'm like, sign him. Sign him. Sign him. What are you doing? Imagine the Dallas Cowboys not signing Trent Williams. Imagine this Dallas Cowboys not signing uh, Zach Martin. It's like, imagine the Dallas Cowboys not signing the franchise quarterback and not... And not having an MB, MB, Dak Prescott is the only franchise quarterback in Dallas Cowboy history be franchise tag. Tony Rome was never franchise tag. He stunk for like four years. He got his money. Let me check out Romo. Let me let me just read you his record. Because everybody wants to say, well, Dak Prescott's stats are padded. Dak Prescott's stats are padded. Six and four, 13 and three, eight and five, 11 and five, one and five, eight and eight, eight and eight, eight and eight, technically eight and seven, 12 and three, three and one. I always mention this, ladies and gentlemen. He only has three double digit winning seasons in his entire career. Dak Prescott has two. And he's only four years into the league. Tony played for 12 years. A third of Dak Prescott's career equals all of Tony Romo's career almost. And next year, he may tie, he may actually have another double-digit season under Mike McCarthy. Let's not pay Dak Prescott. He wants a lot of money. No shit, he wants a lot of money. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. He's one, he is the best quarterback in his division. He's, won, he's lost one game against Washington, two games against the Giants, Three games against the Eagles, and those three games, one was a season, uh, was a was a, an end of the season game. Another one, Zeke was out. Another one, the the one that he just lost this season, that decided on whether or not the Dallas Cowboys were going to the playoffs or not, was when he had a freaking torn AC joint in his throwing shoulder, and he still played when he definitely should not have. And then the Patriots, they're talking about you know we can win with anybody. It's like, no, you can't. 
You need players to win football games. MJ said it. He, he talked about rebuilding. He talked about it like this. For every team that's like, I want to rebuild. I want to get a lot of draft picks and rebuild. I want to trade out of the top 10. Get a, I'll get on that in a second here. MJ said it in that document, in that docuseries. Doggone it, I'm starting to rip out the pages of my doggone journal. I got to be careful. Pages are perforated. MJ said, you can't guarantee a rebuild will be two to three years. Cubs have been rebuilding for 43 years. It's 98 at that point. 97, technically. Cubs have been rebuilding for 48 years. Let's start a rebuild. Let's accumulate draft picks. Let's draft players. Let's get another player. Let's get a quarterback. Let's get it. Let's 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 draft Javon Kinlaw in the first round and somebody else in the second round. Let's literally have the players that we need to have to win a freaking Super Bowl, and then trade them away for more players. Let's trade away. What's his name? Hopkins. Sorry that I fought. DeAndre. DeAndre Hopkins. Let's trade away DeAndre Hopkins. Let's not pay him his money, even though he deserves that money. Let's trade him away. Let's get rid of Tom Brady because we don't need Tom Brady, right, Bill? I love me some Bill Belichick, but are you kidding me? We can win without Tom Brady. I wish I might. Let's trade away Tom Brady. Let's get rid of Tom Brady because Tom Brady, he's old. Everybody, well, he's, damn it, he's been old for five years and he's been still winning football games. I'll tell you something, man. I'll tell you something right now. I can name you the teams the night before the draft that aren't making the playoffs. I'm doing it right now. You think I won't? I will. Let me show you something. Let me show you something. Teams that aren't making the playoffs. Uh, Eagles, you ain't making the playoffs. Uh, Raiders, you ain't making the playoffs. Giants, you ain't making the playoffs. <laughs> uh, Brown, you ain't making the playoffs. Browns, you are not making the playoffs. Dolphins, you ain't making the playoffs. Broncos, uh, Bears, should have drafted freaking Watson or Mahomes. Washington, you ain't making the playoffs. Lions, you for damn sure aren't making the playoffs. Jets, you ain't making the playoffs. Chargers, you may make the playoffs. We'll see. Rams, you ain't making the playoffs. Falcons, you ain't making the playoffs. Panthers, Colts, Bengals, Jacksonville, you all are not making the playoffs that year. This this year. And I could really, I, and I'm just, I'm, I'm, whole, I'm being a little bit conservative on some of these estimations. I got more, but I want to see full team rosters. I'm like, for sure, Eagles, you are not making the playoffs next year. The NFC East will be a lot better. Raiders, you guys stink. You guys got some pieces, some flashy names, and that's all you got. You may get a wide, you'll probably get a wide receiver because you're, you know, you're picking where a lot of the receivers will drop. But I guarantee you, you are not making the playoffs next year. And you gave away Khalil Mack and Mamari Cooper. You are still rebuilding, and it's two to three years, and you guys look even worse than when you got into the rebuild. How is that even possible? Because as many draft picks as you accumulate, they may not be able to contribute either in the locker room or out of the locker room on that football field like some of the dudes that you had on that football team in the last three years. Dolphins... Trainwreck, Broncos, mess, Bears need a damn quarterback. 
Washington, horrible organization. Same thing with Detroit and the Jets. Y'all going at Falcons. I don't even need to talk about Falcons or the Panthers or the Cardinals. Cardinals, you probably aren't making the playoffs, but not because of not because of Kyler Murray. I love me some Kyler Murray. Actually, they may make the playoffs. Cardinals are a pretty good doggone football team. Colts, you ain't making it. Jacksonville, Bengals, you ain't making it. We're rebuilding. We got we got time. We got a lot of time. Didn't John Gruden say that he would didn't, didn't he say he was rebuilding his football team when he entered? It's about to enter into year three. This should be the year that they make the playoffs, correct? Let me ask you a question. Are the Oakland Raiders? Well, actually, now that I think about it, the Oakland Raiders, they got a shot. Do you want to know why? Not because they're going to be a good team next year, but because they're going to get that seventh seed. The, the, you know, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it the participation slot. Because they're going to participate in the playoffs, not compete. The Raiders, they may get the participation slot in the playoffs. But they ain't going to do nothing else. They may get smoked by the one seed or the two seed who's going to... Technically, it's going to be the two seed who's going to play up against the seventh seed. But they're going to get smoked. If they make it to the playoffs. Which, at this point, I highly doubt. NFL teams, they're all about business. Well, this is business. This is business. This is business. Let's lose a bunch of football games and get the number one draft pick and and, and let's win football games, right? You know what that is? You know what that's called? Losing a bunch of football games to get a a high draft pick? Some people are going to say smart. You know what I call it? A loser's mentality. You can just check. You can go down the list. Go down the list of teams. Go down the list of just... You know, teams that that were like, well, you know what? We want to be, you know, they put on their, their glasses like they're a bunch of nerds. It's ironic because I wear glasses as well. But they put on their glasses like a bunch of nerds. They say, you know what? Uh, you know, uh, uh, you know we, if we lose a bunch of football games and if we get, you know, if we accumulate a bunch of draft picks by, tra- by trading some of our best football players that we have on our football team, we could then get a bunch of great football players in the draft next year. Are the Dolphins going to make the playoffs in the next couple of years? Even without Brady being there? Even with the Patriots gutting their roster? Are they still not the third or the fourth worst team on the, on, in, in their division? The Vikings, they're like, let's get, a Stephon, let's get rid of Stephon Diggs. Because Stephon Diggs, he doesn't mesh well with our quarterback. It's like, well, what are you going to do with the first-round draft pick that you're going to use when you get Stephon Diggs? Oh, get a wide receiver. That's who I have them getting. Or somebody. They could get somebody in the first round, but it's like, is that wide receiver going to be a top a top 10 guy when he gets into the league? No. Because now Adam Thielen, he's going to have to be the one instead of Stephon Diggs. And now teams are going to be like, we're going to double up Thielen. We're going to take, and, and by the way, Adam Thielen and Kirk Cousins, they have more rapport with one another than Stephon Diggs with Kirk Cousins. So do you want to know what they're going to do? They're just going to take away Thielen. Everybody's going to take away Thielen. They're going to say, hey, Kirk, throw it at anybody else. Win with anybody else besides Adam Thielen. And do you want to know what Kirk Cousins will do? He won't because he's Kirk Cousins. I know there's a lot of excitement for the draft, but for some weird reason, 
a lot of people, a lot of teams, they're like, you know what? Let's trade away our first, our our our, our pick that's in our our in the top ten. Like I've heard Detroit, I've heard the Giants, I've heard even the Cardinals be like, you know what? If I wouldn't be doing my job as a GM if I didn't call around and and look around, I would do the same if I was a GM. But I wouldn't like, I would be like, we're drafting an offensive lineman. If we're Detroit, we like Detroit has been sending out like some mess. They're probably not going to get out of the top ten or the top three. But it's like Detroit has been like, well, we, we we may be interested. It's like, no, you should not be interested. You need players, but do you also want to know what you need? Great players. That's what you need. It's not just about getting bodies. It's about getting the correct bodies on that football team. Because just like what happened with the Bulls in the nineties. The Cowboys in the 90s. The Patriots today. You just can't plug in and play certain guys. Sorry, that's just not how the sport works and people want to pretend like it is. Oh my God, if we just draft this guy or if we get, if we accumulate a bunch of draft picks, right? We'll just be able to win a bunch of football games. This isn't the 90s, not, not even the 90s. There is, no, there is not going to be a deal a trade where you can get a whole bunch of picks. Like, um, I think, the, I think the Dallas Cowboys, they either traded Herschel Walker away or somebody, they traded somebody away in the eighties. And then they got all this hall of picks like that deal will never happen. Trading down is not as great as it's cracked up to be. Cause you get lower tier picks as I will show you when I have my mock draft. Don't you worry. We're going to get to all this stuff. Just be a little bit patient. But it's not as simple as, oh, you know, we can get a bunch of football players. We can get a bunch of football players. I got Jerry Krause's statement. I got his statement. Because he said this in the, in, the, in the 90s with the Bulls, right? He said, organizations win championships. Pretty much he was implying, I can get rid of Phil Jackson and win. I can get rid of St- Scottie Pippen and win. I can get rid of Dennis Rodman. I can get rid of all these great players on our roster and win. Michael Jordan left, Scottie Pippen left, Phil Jackson left. Uh, Dennis Rodman left. What happened to the Bulls? What was their what, what, what was what was the Bulls? When was the last time the Bulls did anything? Maybe early 2010s. Maybe they have not won won a conference champion a, a conference title since 1998. The last time that they did anything. They had Derrick Rose for a couple of years, and then that's just it. Didn't really do a whole lot of stuff after that. I'm going to take a piss break. When I come back, mock draft, and more, just more obnoxious behavior by the, um, oh my God, my head hurts and I'm hot. I'm, I'm hot temperature-wise. It feels like I have a fever and I have just a terrible headache. My bad. But uh, when I come back, I got a lot more stuff to talk about here today. A lot more stuff. Going to have a mock draft. Going to talk some, some trades and things of that nature. Just going to talk about football and stuff like that in general. Ladies and gentlemen, more 24's podcast. Frick, my mute button isn't working. Sorry.
Repair your enamel with Pronamel Repair. Our most advanced formula lets you brush in vital minerals to actively repair and strengthen enamel. So you don't just brush to clean, you brush to build. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair. What the fuck? Like, I come back and it's giving me, I, I apologize for that. I'm listening, I'm, like, I, I have tracks and stuff like that playing on YouTube and I freaking just, like, I come back from taking my piss break and I, and I look at my computer and I'm like, there's a freaking Sensodyne commercial on my computer. What the heck is going on here? Or pro, pro namel repair, enable. I don't know. I apologize for that. Sorry about that. It's talking about the last dance, talking about Michael Jordan, talking about the Dallas Cowboys, talking about pretty much teams and bureaucratic nonsense that happens within teams. Um, I, like as a football fan, I just I I despise it. I just I despise the notion of a team pretty much being like, you know what? We're just gonna we're gonna get out of the top ten. We're gonna get out of the top five. We're gonna we're gonna just give away players, right? And you know, for Miami, it's worked out. We'll see how well it works out for them next season, right? We'll see. We'll see just how good of a football team. What what is the timeline? For when they're supposed to come back and win football games. What exactly is that timeline? Because it can't just be, well, you know, we got two, three years. Because what's his face? What's his name? Gruden's on his third year. He's got a 10-year contract, three years. He's a third of the way through. They still stink. They probably are worse now than when they entered into that contract with him. That's that's the reality of the situation. They're not a very good football team. You know what's his name? Um, they got a uh, Matt Rule for Carolina. Carolina's like, well, we want to trade out of the top ten because we need picks. Well, it's like it's kind of hard to ha- to to freaking have a bunch of players on your team if you don't sign your fucking players. It's hard to be an org when you don't finish these contracts. I don't got any sympathy for some of these teams that are freaking just half-assing it with their players and being like, well, organizations, they can win fucking championships. It's like, no, you fucking can't. You don't take snaps out there. None of you take snaps. None of you are winning championships. You don't just, it's not like a game of chess where you have a, a bunch of pawns and you're like, oh, well, we can move pawn a, pawn e4, pawn e5. It's not how freaking the, the sport works. And you freaking are just trying to sell your freaking teams short. I better not see a trade tomorrow. I better not see one. Because I'm going to be pissed off. If I see one of those dumbass trades tomorrow where teams are like, you know what, we're going to do the smart thing. We're gonna do the we're gonna do the smart thing where we trade away a bunch of players. How about this? You win football games. That should be the goal every single season. But for some teams, it's like that's not the that's not that is not the pedigree. That is not how they operate. They're like, let's fucking lose so that way we get picks. And then they wonder why, after ten years, why they stunk. And why they couldn't win football. Like, look at the, 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 the Philadelphia 76ers. Trust the process, man. Trust in the process. What does that even mean? What's the process? What process? Losing, then winning? How about you win, and then you decide on whether or not... Like, how about you win football... Not football, basketball games. 
And then you say to yourself, well, you know, we don't have draft picks. We don't have great players. Well, we got, well, but we built a good team because we're winning basketball games. We're going to the playoffs. We're only a couple of, of players away from really competing for that chip. Let's go out and sign Kawhi. Let's go out and get Paul George. Let's go out and make ourselves a marketable team so that way players are wanting to play for us. Do you think, like, it's not about the money for some of these players. Some players, it is about the money. Some players will just sign with bad teams and they'll be like, I don't care about winning, I care about money. But other players, they're like, dude, I have fucking pride. Jordan had pride. LeBron has pride. Brady has pride. The greats always have pride. They always say, I don't want to fucking be on the Browns. I want to be on the Bucks. I want to be on the Lakers. I'm going to get Anthony Davis. I'm going to get De- uh, DeMarcus Cousins. I'm going to freaking be on the Saints. I'm going to win football games. And we're going to compete. We're not going to lose on purpose. We are going to fucking compete. Because that is what the sport is all about. It's about winning. It's not about just being a business. That That is... that. That I would literally sell my football team if I lost as many games as the Detroit Lions lost last season. Last season, and that horrific fact, I would not go to the football games. I have no idea how these owners can just sit around and watch their teams lose. I have no idea how they can do that. And it's and, and sometimes it's it's the old GMs and the owners. Sometimes it's the new GMs and owners. That think, oh, well, we can be smart. We'll just lose a bunch of football games and get the number one overall draft pick. It's not how that fucking works. Watch how, like, I don't want to shit on Joe Burrow. Not saying that he's going to be a bad player or not. But look at the Bengals organization. Now, you know, I'm not even going to talk about Joe Burrow. I'm not going to talk about him in a negative way. Because I, I feel like sometimes I, 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 I go on Joe Burrow a little bit too much. But look at the fucking Bengals before he gets there. Who does he have to throw the football to? Who is his offensive lineman? Who is his tight end? Who is his head coach? Who is his GM? Name-wise, can you name who they are? But then, reputation-wise, tell me what they like to do. Tell me what they don't like to do. What is their philosophy? What is their scheme? What is their practice? It's important because next year the Steelers are going to be in their division and Roethlisberger is going to be there. Lamar Jackson, the reigning MVP, is in their division. And I think he's going to be a lot better at throwing the football next year. I can't name you who is in their secondary. And do you want to know why? And and this, like Peyton even was like, prepare to struggle. Prepare to struggle. He was like, your rookie year is going to be hard. Your rookie year is going to... His rookie year was hard. Because he was playing for a bad organization at the time. Same thing goes for Burrow. He, he may be able, to, he may be able to, flip, to turn it around. To change it. But he's going to be playing for a horrible organization. Just that simple. Are they going to get better with Burrow? Probably not. Do you want to know why? Because their culture sucks. 
It's not that they don't have players. You can have a culture that's awesome, the Patriot way. Awesome culture. They didn't have a lot of dudes that you would that you would th- like. You, do you know who? Who was a star contributor? Slater, Matthew Slater. You know who he is? One of the best special teams players in the league. On the Patriots, just re-signed. I think a one-year deal. He's he's cited as a wide receiver. Really, he's kind of a gunner. He's a special teams guy. He does a lot of tackling. They signed him to a big contract. But it's like special teams players, they're not really that important. Because they don't start, they're not offense, they're not defense. Special teams players, they don't have a lot of snaps. I told you who he is, you would have been like, you probably, if I said, and not even if I said, but when I said Matthew Slater, you probably like, who the hell is that? It's what happens. Long story short, what I'm trying to say, the TLDR of what I've been trying to say is, listen, you can't have a winning culture in in your organization. You cannot just be like, you cannot put your, you cannot take your foot off the gas. You cannot purposely lose football. First and foremost, you're cheating your fucking fans out of games. That should be your number one concern, that you're just not putting out good football that fans are paying good money to see you play and you're like well we're not going to put our best foot forward because we want a high tier draft pick not because we want to win based off of skill and coaching and preparation and hard work we want to cheat the system and get a high ranking draft pick the whole point of the worst team getting the number one draft pick is to give them a shot at getting back into the game. And the game is to win. Not to be a team that could be better, a team that could win four, five, six games and then go from there. And maybe next season you start winning more games. You may win eight, maybe nine games. Bill Walsh's 49ers did not win 10 fucking games. That Let me look up Walsh's, one of the best head coaches. Let me, hold on. Let me, let me, I'm doing it right now. I'm pulling up some of my favorite head coaches of all time. These aren't the best for football. I'm going to I'm going to do it like this. I'm going to do it like this. I'm going to pull up four head coaches careers. And I'm going to tell you their first 2 years. So I got him. I got Bill Walsh because I already said his name. It's like, of course, it's like, I'm going to use Bill Walsh. I'm going to use this guy. Let me also, let me get five guys. Because I, you know, I, I love head coaches. I, you know, head coaches, they're, they're one of my favorite, um, I, I don't want to say positions in uh, in all of sports, but uh, because they're not a football position, they're not a player position, but they're one, they're integral to the team dynamic. I'm, I'm going to get a couple more guys because I just, I'm not going to, blast you and bombast you excuse me with a lot of with a lot of people but I'm gonna hit you with some this is gonna be my last guy nope (laughs) I'm like nope got one more got one more Uh, then we'll we'll go from here 
Sorry that this is taking kind of a long time. All right. <clears throat> this guy, first three seasons, 11 and 5. <laughs> 11 and 5, 9 and 7, 12 and 4. That's John Harbaugh. This other guy. Six and ten, seven and nine, seven and nine. Coach the Cleveland Browns. Then went on to go to the New England Patriots. New England Patriots. Five and eleven, eleven and five, then reverted back to nine and seven. But that was five years after being with the Browns. That's Bill Belichick, by the way. Bill Walsh. Two and fourteen, six and ten. Then when they won the Super Bowl, 13-3. and This other guy. 5-11, and 11-5, and 11-5. And Andy Reid. This other guy. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, some of these coaches, man, they're just shattering my mold of, of you literally don't win 10 games your first season. And then freaking John Harbaugh wins 10 games. And then... <laughs> And then this other guy, uh, Andy Reid, wins freaking 11 games in two consecutive seasons in his first three years as a head coach. And then freaking Mike Tomlin wins freaking 10 games and then 12 games and then 9-7. and seven. Wins the Super Bowl his second year in the league. Oh, my God. Then this guy, 8-8, eight and 13-3. Eight, and, and then 6-10. Uh, and then six and ten. So some coaches hit or miss. By the way, that's Mike McCarthy. Some coaches hit or miss. Uh, other coaches, yeah, they do win <laughs> ten plus games. I should have said the um, the orgs they don't win ten games as soon as they get a player. But you know, it's whatever. My mistake. So some coaches they do win, but usually it's like the best points. It's hard to win a lot of football games unless you unless you have the right personnel. And usually you can't just freaking be a bunch of losers and get a great head coach. And that head coach can win you a bunch of football games. As evident by Bill Belichick not even being able to freaking fix what was wrong with Cleveland. And oh, by the way, Nick Saban was there as well. Something that a lot of people forget about the Cleveland Browns. I'm going to have a mock draft here, first three rounds. This is what I think is going to happen in uh, in the NFL draft tomorrow. Then I'm going to give my my actual mock draft. I'm not going to do three rounds because it gets a little bit hairy after three rounds. Actually, I'm not going to do three rounds for both. Um, I'm going to only do two rounds for both because after the third round, it, it, in the third round, I, I, I did, I practiced this. I, I had a full seventh uh, seven round mock draft, and I was like, "Man, eh, this is kind of getting a little bit thin with names, um, even in that third round." So I'm going to do two two rounds. All right, and I'm going to be doing this for every single team. So this is what I think the NFL is going to do tomorrow. And then, and in the ensuing days, Burrow number one, Young number two, and then Akuda number three. You know what? This this is just going to be a smart draft, 
right? This is going to be the smart draft. This isn't necessarily what I would do. This is just, if they're smart, they would do this. At number four to the Giants, Tristan Wurst, because, and I keep saying this, he can play both left and right tackle. At number five, you really want to make the same mistake again, Miami? You really want to kick against the pricks again, Miami? You really want to pull off a Jerry, Miami? Get to attack of Aloha. A lot of people are saying, get Justin Herbert because he's a safe pick. Can't be safe on your quarterback. Get Tua. Let the Chargers, at number six, get Justin Herbert. Carolina, if you're smart, pick up Isaiah Simmons. You just lost one of your one of your most important players in Luke Luke Keekley. You need probably somebody like an Isaiah Simmons that can play the middle of the field as much as you probably want Derek Brown or Javon Kinlaw. Please pick up Isaiah Simmons. Cardinals, don't talk about trading out of the top ten. Say we're locked in at getting an offensive lineman for our for our star and up and coming uh, quarterback and Kyler Murray. Take Mackay Becton. And then if you're Jacksonville, you can do this. You can say, you know what? We're going to take Derek Brown, and we're probably going to take somebody else um, in that, uh, at, um, what else? At, um, at 20-something or at 19th? I don't know when they could take another person, another player. Browns, get an offensive lineman for, for freaking Baker Mayfield. He needs one. Same thing with Jets. You sink. Get an offensive lineman. C.D. Lamb to the Raiders at 12. Henry Ruggs the third. Yep. To the 49ers at 13. A lot of people say that the uh, the Bucks they could get an offensive lineman here. I say they don't because there's nobody left unless you want to reach. You can get Austin Jackson. You can get, I think, Josh Jones out of Houston. For me personally. You want to help out Brady? A lot. I don't see a slot receiver there. Do you? I see one coming your way. Jerry Judy, number 14th overall. Now, if you're the Broncos, and if you're like, you know what, we need a wide receiver, but we also want to take a um, a corner. C.J. Henderson is there. Justin Jefferson is there. If I'm the Broncos... I'm doing what has got me a Super Bowl. I'm bringing in C.J. Henderson. Atlanta Falcons. They don't have a corner. They need an interior. They need an interior uh, defensive lineman. They'll take Javon Kinlaw at number 16th. For the love of Christ, Dallas, don't don't be greedy. Don't take a third defensive ed, uh, a defensive edge rusher. Get Xavier McKinney, please and thank. First 17th draft picks of, uh, of the NFL draft. If they were smart. This is the if they were smart draft. Which, ironically enough, fits rightly into... Uh, not rightly, but exactly into my, uh, into my actual mock draft. Where I'm like, I think, some, I think this is a pretty good draft, 24, so far that you got going on. Thanks, 24. Appreciate ya. I like how I thought... Thought. <laughs> talk to myself in the third freaking person. At number 18, you're Miami. You can reach. You can get Josh Jones or you can get Austin Jackson. Austin Jackson, a little bit raw. Do you want to you rest him? Do you want to plug and play him? Just depends on what you want to do. 
I'll say they take Austin Jackson. He's young. He's like 20. But I don't think Tua is... The reason why I say they, they'll take Austin Jackson is because I don't think Tua will be ready day one, week one. Not ready, but I don't think he should play day one, week one. I don't think he should play for the entirety of the 2020 season. Raiders at number 19. You could either take Delpit, you could take Caleb on. Hey, son! You could take Justin Jefferson. You need a corner. AJ Terrell is here. I don't know why AJ Terrell just shot up my board. Let me look up my freaking my corners. I would take Gladney in this position at number 19 for the Raiders. Like why? I'm like, why is the Draft Network trying to sell me on something that I'm not trying to buy? Now, here's the thing. <clears throat> you're Jacksonville. You need a whole bunch of stuff because you're just giving away players for free. If I'm Jacksonville, if I'm a smart guy, if I'm a smart GM, I don't know if the GM there is smart or not. I'm a, I, I, I pride myself on being a pretty smart guy. I'm going to say to myself, you know what? Let's, let's give Gardner Minshew a chance. We just released Marquise Lee. Uh, the Robinson twins, the Allen twins, excuse me, are gone. Um, we don't, I don't know who their tight end is. Maybe you get him a wide receiver to see what he's actually all about. You get him a guy in the slot at number 20, Justin Jefferson. Look at that. The Eagles, they don't have anybody. The Eagles, they don't have, they, they can't get a wide receiver now because the best wide receivers in the last, uh, in the top four, they're, they're taken. Oh, wait, there's more. You can take Caleb on, hey, on. You can take Grant Delpit. You can take a linebacker. If you're the Eagles, and if everybody keeps on, if, if you're the Eagles, and if, if you're one of your wide receivers was dropping a whole bunch of passes, everybody, like, like you could have a semi-revolt on your hand if you don't get a wide receiver. And you know what I'm going to do as the GM, Howie Roseman? I'm going to say, you know what? Let's give Carson Wentz a shot. Let's give him a chance. We're not going to take... Who's on my board? Wide receivers. We're going to pick up Michael Pittman Jr. in the first round. We need a big-bodied, possession-wide receiver. He can't just be a speed burner guy. We got to get somebody who can catch the football and run routes. That is Michael Pittman Jr. Thank you very much. We don't need 50-50 people here. We need guys that are going to win one-on-one and that's just about it because Dallas they got nobody they got nobody you're the Vikings don't waste your 22nd overall pick on a wide receiver don't be like you know what we're going to get another wide receiver after we release Stefan Diggs we're just going to no get yourself an edge rusher get yourself say it with me hey love on you're the Patriots, you'll pick up Grant Delpit because, of course, because that's just such a patriotic move. You're the Saints, you got Kenneth Murray, you got Patrick Queen out of LSU, you'll take Queen. Keep him there. I don't know why they just keep trying to sell me on AJ Terrell. Jalen Johnson, Kristen... How has Christian Fulton fallen so far? I'm taking Christian Fulton 25. 
What are you doing, Draft Network? They're trying to sell me on AJ Terrell. I'm like, I'm not taking AJ Terrell at number 25. If I got Chris and Fulton, you must be tripping. Miami, you spent two first-round draft picks on offensive players. Guess what you're going to do? You're not going to spend a third. You're going to look for some for a, for a position of need. I don't know why they say I need a corner. You got two great corners in Byron Jones and Xavier Howard. Need an interior offensive lineman. You need a safety. Some people are going to say, 24, this is a risk. Not a risk, a reach. No, it's not. Antoine Winfield Jr., safety out of, where is he from? Minnesota. Take his short little ass. Pause on that. Seattle, you've been stinking up the joint with how badly you've been giving up just sacks on, on Russell Wilson. You're taking an offensive tackle. Josh Jones. Houston. Baltimore. We want to get a linebacker. We want to get a linebacker. We want to get a linebacker. Shut your damn mouth. You know what you're getting? You're either getting DeAndre. You know what? I'm going to say fit-wise. You're taking DeAndre Swift. Georgia. We want to get a linebacker. We want to get Kenneth Murray. We want to. Nope. You know what you do? You spend way too much time and effort on defense. You're helping out your quarterback. And you're not done helping out your quarterback. Sick and tired of seeing Lamar Jackson get all get hit all the time. Make it three deep. Either Mark Ingram is starting or he's the backup now. Gus uh, Gus the Bus Edwards. He's your third string. He's your third guy. I don't know what he's gonna be. But give Lamar some doggone options. Some people are gonna say, "Well, he was, he had one of the best rushing attacks in the league." Well, guess what? The the best just got better. The king just got fatter. Tennessee, 29. Who are my options? You know what? You're playing against one of the best interior offensive lines in the league, in the Colts. Jacksonville's, they got nobody. Houston, they got nobody. You get a really, really big body destroyer on the inside. And absolutely wreck the entire division. Potentially being the divisional winner next year. You're taking Neville Gallimore. 29 overall. Aaron Rodgers needs needs a wide receiver. He needs a wide receiver. He needs a wide receiver. He needs a wide receiver. You're not taking a wide receiver. You're not taking a wide receiver. Want to know why you're not taking a wide receiver? Because you got the best quarterback of all time, according to everybody else, besides 24. You're taking Kenneth Murray, Oklahoma. Wait. Who are your linebackers again? They took Rashawn Gary. How many snaps did he play, or was he injured? 21, 21 tackles, 8 assists, 2 sacks. As a linebacker? But he pretty, I guess he played defensive line, right? Yeah, he's a defensive lineman. I'm like, 
I don't know what their defense is. Like, okay, all right, all right, okay. I'm just going to look up linebackers in Green Bay. Just making sure that Patrick Queen could be the guy. The Darius Smith. I got a wide out. Oh, never mind. <laughs> they will take a wide receiver. Jalen Rager, Rager, excuse me, TCU. Speedster. Down the field threat. Also can run him in jet sweeps. Why are they still trying to sell me on, what's his name? AJ Terrell. That is the draft network. They're trying to sell me on AJ Terrell. Take AJ Terrell. Take AJ Terrell. Clemson. 31. Yep. San Francisco. They'll take him. They need a corner. Then Mahomes and company. They're like, well, you know what? You know what? They need Kansas City. They need they need a corner. No, they need a running back for Patrick Mahomes. First 32 picks of the first round. Joe Burrow, Chase Young, Jeff Akuda. Tristan Wirfs, Tua Tagovailoa, Justin Herbert, Isaiah Simmons, Makai Becton, Derek Brown, Jedrick Wills, Andrew Thomas, C.D. Lamb, Henry Ruggs, the third, Jerry Judy, C.J. Henderson, Javon Kenlaw, Xavier McKinney. See you soon, Xavier. <laughs> like, I'll see you soon in Dallas. We'll see you soon in Dallas, Xavier McKinney. Austin Jackson, Jeff Gladney. Justin Jefferson, Michael Pittman Jr., because everybody won't shut up about how much help Carson Wentz needs, even though he should be better than Dak Prescott, according to everybody and their mother, because apparently everybody, according to their mother, according to everybody and their mother, what's his name? Carson Wentz is better, a better quarterback than Dak Prescott. Caleb on, hey, son, to the Vikings. Delpit to the Patriots, Patrick Queen to the Saints, Kristen Fulton, Antoine Winfield, Josh Jones, DeAndre Swift, RB, to Baltimore Ravens. Neville Gallimore, Jalen Rager, A.J. Terrell, and J.K. Dobbins moving on to the second round. So you, in the first round, if you're the Bengals, you addressed your need at quarterback. You needed a quarterback. You know what you can do in the second round? Get yourself an edge rusher. Yeeter, roast me toast. 33 overall, Penn State. Colts are on the board. Some weird reason Colts have a second round draft pick. I don't know where the hell they got it. Taking off my, my wife beater because I'm getting hot. It's getting hot and heavy. And the war room of 24. Doesn't that sound good? War room of 24. Oh, God. Colts, apparently, they need everything short of a... Di- uh, they, they, they need everything short of a damn head coach. They got to get a wide receiver. They got to get a quarterback. They got to get an interior offensive lineman. They got to get a tight end. Didn't they just get rid of one of their tight ends two years ago? They got to get another wide receiver, even though they got Tyree, T.Y. Hilton and Paris Campbell. Apparently, they they need another wide receiver. In fact, they need two wide receivers. It's so important. The Draft Network put on wide receiver twice because how important it is. Interior defensive lineman. They need everybody. So let's give them somebody. Let's give them. Denzel Mims, Baylor, Detroit, need an interior defensive lineman, 
but they also need an edge rusher. A.J. Epinesa, Zach Bond. A.J. can play both inside and outside. And more importantly, he's an edge rusher that for some weird reason can stop the run better than he can rush the passer. A.J. Epinesa, Detroit. The Giants, they also need a linebacker. They also need an edge rusher. Do you want to know who fell to the Giants day two? The big boy from Oklahoma. Kenneth Murray, New York. Chargers, offensive tackle, corner. Jalen Johnson, that guy out of Utah, everybody likes him. I like him a lot too. Jalen Johnson, Utah, he's going to the Chargers because apparently the Chargers, they need another corner. Let's put him in a Chargers uniform, see how what he does with Xavier Howard and that other guy, Williams. I don't know what his name is, but that guy that plays flex linebacker safety in the NFL, don't know what his name is. He's going to be a big asset to that defense. Panthers, interior defensive lineman, corner. Let's help out the, let's help out the interior. Ross Blacklock, Justin Matabuki, Roquan Davis, Devon Hamilton, Jordan Elliott. I think he's being misevaluated by the, by the draft network. I think he's a potential second-round draft pick. They have him in the third round, Jordan Elliott. Will he go here? No, because he can get Blacklock, Matabuki, Roquan Davis. Ross Blacklock watching the defensive linemen on the NFL Draft Network. Excuse me, you'll take Ross Blacklock if you're the Carolina Panthers. For the Miami Dolphins, you need an interior guy. You can get Cesar Ruiz here. You can get an edge rusher. You can get a running back, even though you just signed, what's his name? Uh, what's his name? Jordan Jordan Howard from Philly, who was drafted by the Bears. And then he got traded to Philly for Tariq Cohen, who's actually, who the Bears, they lost that trade. Great job, GM, that didn't draft, uh, uh, that didn't draft freaking Deshaun Watson or Patrick Mahomes. But instead that we got our guy in Mitchell Trubisky. He doesn't know what he's doing. Obviously. Need an edge rusher. You can get Zach Bond, fits that patriotic system, or you can get an interior guy in Cesar Ruiz. I don't think he's going to be there very long. Cesar Ruiz, Miami. Now, Zach Bond will go to Houston because all, all these Patriot guys, all these Patriot head coaches, and Bill O'Brien, make no mistake about it, is a Patriot head coach. He's like, well, let me let me make sure, let me let me get a let me get a you know a, a, an, an edge rusher because I'm I'm a Patriot official. I can do whatever I want. I can trade away DeAndre Hopkins not for a first round draft pick, but for a third and a fifth, and get fleeced. Never seen a head coach get fleeced on national television like that. Browns, they need a linebacker. 41, they need a safety, interior guy, wide receiver, edge rusher, corner, running back. A lot of guys are here. Jonathan Taylor, Ezra Cleveland, Isaiah Wilson, Brandon Ayuk, corner out of Auburn, Noah, can't say his last name, starts with an I, Marlon Davidson, Auburn, Interior defensive lineman. He was the Robin to Derek Brown's Batman. Jeremy Chen, safety. He's there. I like Jeremy Chen a lot. You'll take Jeremy Chen out of Southern Illinois. 
And then it's an easy one from here. You'll take the Noah guy. I can't say his last name. It, it's like three syllables. If you're Jacksonville, you need a corner, you need a safety. Guess what? Noah is here. Or you can take Kyle Duggar. For, by the way, weirdly enough, it's funny how it's funny how people's draft boards they um they um certain players their stock increases right like for example Clyde Edwards Hilaire the uh, the dude that was running um, behind uh, Joe Burrow now he's a second round draft pick according to the site that I'm using and I'm like isn't he a second round draft pick already like they were like nope he's a third fourth rounder and it's gonna take like five weeks like five months to to figure out oh wait he's a pretty good football player. But Jacksonville, before I get on another rant, Jacksonville will take Noah. They'll take the Noah guy. I can't say his last name. The Bears. The Bears, they stink. They need help everywhere. They will take... I was about to say Cesar Ruiz, but then I was, but then I remembered. I was like, oh wait, somebody else took him. Who took Cesar? The Dolphins. A couple picks earlier at 39. Ezra Cleveland, Isaiah Wilson out of Georgia. He's there. They'll take a left tackle. I like Isaiah Wilson. Excuse me. Out of Georgia. The Colts. We need a quarterback. We need a quarterback. We need a quarterback. Jordan Love is there. Jordan Love is there. Jordan Love is there. I'm not high on Jordan Love at all. You know who I am high on? I'm as high as a kite on this guy. Gonna throw curveball. Throwing it! Colts are gonna get Jalen Hurts. Oklahoma. Number 44 overall. I think Jalen Hurts is being misevaluated heavily. Heavily. There's always a guy that teams misevaluate constantly. They always misevaluate a player. They always say, well, this player can't do this, they can't do that, or this player. They, they like to cherry pick. I think Jalen Hurts, guy that's being severely underrated. Here, if you're the Bucks, you can take an offensive tackle or you can take Jonathan Taylor. Take Jonathan Taylor for Tom Brady. I think they got Jerry Judy, right? They got Jerry Judy. Don't tell me they got Jerry Judy. Sweet baby Jesus, they did. Wrap it up. Put the freaking Lombardi trophy in a safe because Tom Brady is coming in to take it. Tom Brady and the Bucks, they got, what's his face? Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Now they got Jerry Judy and Gronk and they just added J.K. Taylor. Not J.K. Taylor, excuse me. Jonathan Taylor. J.K. Dobbins is who I like combined his name with. Jonathan Taylor out of Wisconsin, who I really, really like out of Wisconsin, by the way. Broncos, you need a wide receiver. Brandon Ayuk. Arizona. Falcons, you ain't making it to the playoffs. But you need an edge rusher. I like Terrell Lewis out of Alabama a lot, but you also need a corner. Trevon Diggs is there. I really, really like Trevon Diggs. 
I really, really, I don't, I don't know. Let me, let me pull up the, uh, the, the sheet on Trevon Diggs, right? So the, the draft network, they have, they have, um, they have, uh, you know, they have like a player sheet. They have all this stuff on him. They have different evaluators, things of that nature, right? Here we go. This is Marino. Do they have Dan Marino on this? I don't know. Does he work for the Draft Network? Hold on. Like, there's only one person I've ever heard of. Yep. I think so. Does he write? No, it's Joe Marino. I'm like, is does Dan Marino work for this site? No, it's Joe Marino. Here's here's uh, Trevon Diggs' cons as a football player. I'll, I'll read both pros and cons, but I'll start off with the bad, then I'll go with the good. Right? Dis- disappoints as a tackler and playing through contact, especially for his size. He is how big? Six foot two, two oh seven. More of a drag down guy that has some reluctant moments on tape. Ball skills with his back to the line of scrimmage can fail him. In those instances, he doesn't anticipate the ball's arrival and he gets outmaneuvered at the catch point. Did not see that at all. I know. Maybe I'm seeing something different. Has some tightness to work through during transitions. Can get a touch over aggressive in press coverage to create jams at the line of scrimmage and allow separation. Will have some matchup restrictions if he's frequently in man slash off man coverage. Not immune to committing an occasional false step, usually getting sucked forward. NFL comp. A keep to leave. Pros. Stand out in zone coverage. Love his ability to squeeze zones and flip from the field to the boundary. Has an astute understanding of coverage spacing and how to layer zones. Does some impressive things in press coverage. And he's willing to crowd routes early. Has redirect pop in his hands. And generally does well to jam the release. Patient footwork. And he rarely gets antsy. Has made some alpha plays on the ball. Breaking forward on it. More fluid than expected for a corner of his size, length, size, range, and play strength are assets and coverage. Ladies and gentlemen, Atlanta takes Trevon fucking Diggs 47. Please and thank you. Jets, they need an edge rusher. They're going to take Terrell Lewis. I, I like him out of... Um, out of Alabama. I really, really like him out of Alabama. Now, interestingly enough, the Pittsburgh Steelers at 49, an interior defensive lineman is what they need. They're going to get him. They got Marlon Davidson. They got Jordan Elliott. They got Matabuki. They got Roquan Davis. They got David Hamilton. Davon Hamilton. Hamilton. And a lot of dudes that you can get at 49. For me personally, I like Jordan Elliott a lot. I think he's being slightly, not slightly, I mean, he's a second-round draft pick. He could potentially be a first-rounder. He's being misevaluated. Steelers. This isn't what I think is going to happen. This is what, if the teams in the NFL were smart, this is what they should do. You're smart. You're in the league. You want to win football games. You draft these guys. Oh, that's easy money. That's easy money. Now, here's an interesting position that you're in. If you're Chicago. 
You need an interior guy. You need a corner. You need a safety. You also need a quarterback. And by what I mean by that, you need, you need, you need. I'm just reading off the team needs from the draftnetwork.com. They have some funky ratings, some funky things. Like sometimes they say teams, they need two wide receivers. I'm like, no, they don't. <clears throat> but on my board, I said I'm not drafting Jordan Love. Jordan Love to me is not, a, he like, I, I don't know what team I could put him on and him and he and him winning a lot of football games for me. I see a whole lot of Jameis Winston and Jordan Love and some of the decision-making that he makes. Just going to say it. So, for me, like, he's 25 rated. He's the 25th rated player in the draft. It's 50. I'm not, like, I'm, I'm, I could have taken him if I was the Steelers. Could have taken him if I was the Steelers. Need a quarterback in the next couple of years. I'm just going to say, you know what? We're just going to win football games. Bears. Have three quarterbacks. Mitchell Trubisky, Jordan Love, Nick Foles. Isn't it ironic Nick Foles two years ago lost to the Bears? Oh, no, he beat the Bears. <laughs> I'm like, I, I can believe God he beat the Bears. That kick. The Cody Parkey double doink. Got Jordan Love. Got Ezra Cleveland. Offensive tackle. Got Marlon Davidson out of Auburn. Got Clyde Edwards Hilaire. You need you need a lot of positions. You also need a safety. Kyle Duggar is there. Cowboys are gonna pick him up if you don't. You know what? Maybe a little bit of a reach. But I did see. I, I get the arm talent. I get the arm strength. I saw for myself. I saw him throw from, from multiple platforms. Everybody keeps on saying, he's Patrick Mahomes. He's Patrick Mahomes. He's Patrick Mahomes. Because nobody else can think of any other comparison of a quarterback with a big arm. A big arm quarterback, I guess. He's Patrick Mahomes. He's Patrick Mahomes. How about he's Brett Favre? Or he has the talent of a Brett Favre. Maybe not the talent, but he's the archetype. He's the traditional gunslinger. Please don't say, okay, I'm like, okay, I'm like, this this comp is wrong too. It's like the NFL comp they say is Colin Kaepernick. Like, no, he's like Brett Favre. Brett Favre, he has a strong arm, but he has horrible decision-making. Like, why would you think he's Patrick? Like, like, like first people were like, like then then I get, oh, okay, I'm, I'm going to just stop reading the player comparisons. Jake Locker is another person that they compare him to. Doesn't have a comparison. Like, I'm looking at their scouts, and I'm like, wait, what? Okay. Anyways. Here, if you're Chicago, if you like your coaching staff, This is a toughie because I saw his arm strength. You wouldn't be making the same mistake with Trubisky. You know what? I'm not making the same mistake twice, even if I get burned the second time around. I'm taking Jordan Love. I'm redshirting him. We're redshirting him. He's going to be our second-year player, redshirting him. I'm going to say, hey, Jordan, get your decision-making better. Don't turn the freaking football over because... 
We know you have a strong arm. And then this division in the AFC North, playing in the Windy City, playing in the Frozen Tundra, Tundra, excuse me, and then playing in two indoor stadiums. You cannot pass up the opportunity to, to play in both bad weather situation and great weather situation. Cannot pass up on that opportunity, Jordan. Get your decision-making down. Get it correct. And then we'll come back your second year. Jordan Love, 25 to the Bears. And then my freaking draft, the, the, the webpage glitched out. It says I drafted Ezra Cleveland for the Dallas Cowboys. I did not. I meant to draft Kyle Duggar. That's who I was going to get. Rams are up next after the Dallas drafted the Dallas Cowboys drafted Kyle Duggar. Rams are up next. They need a whole bunch of positional needs. KJ Hamler, he's still there. Ashton Davis, Laviscus, can't say his last name. He's there. Don't really need another wide receiver. You know what you need? You need a running back. Specifically a guy that can catch out of the backfield like the guy from from LSU. The guy that helped Joe Burrow win a national championship game, uh, go undefeated, and win the Heisman Trophy all in the same year. It'll take Clyde Edwards Hilaire, LSU. You need a linebacker. You need an edge rusher. But it's like, you know what you need? A better damn quarterback. And having a linebacker and an edge rusher won't help you out. But getting Edwards Hilaire will. My web page just glitched out. It's it's lagging now. Philly. Philly, Philly, Philly. This is interesting. Marlon Davidson. 45 out of Auburn. He's there. Do you want to double up on wideouts? Let's see who's there. T. Higgins is there. Laviscus is there. Who did I get for them in the first round? Michael Pittman Jr. Bit of a reach. All the fans in Philadelphia can thank me for doing this, helping out Carson Wentz. Because I could get Marlon Davidson. I could get Ashton David. Davis, excuse me. I could get Matabuki, who I like as well. I could get Rokon Davis. Another big boy like Fletcher Cox. Could get one of those guys. Do you want to know what I'm going to do? I'm going to help out the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm going to make, I'm going to, Help you. I'm going to help out the Eagles by getting them an absolute mismatch of a nightmare, a mismatched nightmare for them for Carson Wentz. Do you want to know who I'm going to get? This is going to make every single Dallas Cowboy fan, including myself, sweat. Chase Claypool, Notre Dame, going to Philly. Now, let me talk to you about Chase Claypool for a couple of minutes. Chase Claypool, some people think that he could flex as a tight end, right? Because he's he is six foot four. I think he's over 200 pounds, like 200, 
He's easily over 200. How much? 238 pounds. Want to guess how fast he ran? This is going to make you laugh. Six foot four, 228 pounds. No, 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 no. Not, not 228. Six foot four, 238 pounds. Not 28, 38 pounds. Four, four, two, forty. He was cooking him in that draft. Not in that draft. In that, uh, in that, in, in that, what, what was, what, in that combine, cooking him. Cooking him. You're welcome, Philadelphia. You are so welcome. You know what? Hold on. I got I got I got I got something for you. This is what every single fan in Philly should say to me because of what I just did. I just helped them out so much by getting them Chase Claypool. You know what? I won't even I won't even say you're welcome. I'll let my guy Dwayne the Rock Johnson say it. So what I believe you were trying to say. Say it for me. Is thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. What? No, no, no. I, I didn't. I wasn't. Why would I ever? <laughs> okay. Say that? okay. I mean... Philadelphia. I see what's happening. You are so welcome. You're face to face. Because I got so many guys for you. you don't even I got. You I got freaking. I, I, I may do a third one. I got Pittman Jr. for you. He's going to be your possession wide receiver. He's essentially going to be Alshon Jeffrey, but better. Because he's actually going to catch the football and be healthy for the entirety of the season. I'm going to get you Chase Claypool. He's going to be kind of your, he could play in the slot for you. He's six foot four, 238 pounds. Name me a Dallas Cowboy DB that can do, that can, that can play, play defense against him. You are so welcome. Turn up rock. You're so welcome. I'm just an ordinary demiguy. Hey, what has two thumbs and pulled up the sky when you were waddling yay high? Oh my God. When the nights got cold, if we had a third rounder, I probably would have gotten you another third. I would have probably gotten you maybe, maybe, um, maybe some, probably another position if I'm honest with you, because I got, I got you three doggone two wide, two wide receivers in the first two rounds. So that way, everybody in Philly and everybody who's talking about Carson Wentz not having any help can now shut up because I just got you two first, pretty much two first round talents. You're so welcome. Don't even have to say thank you. Don't even have to say thank you, 24. Thank you, thank you, thank you, 24. Thank you. Want to know what? Pause the music. Pause the music. Philly ain't doing that. They are not going to risk it and biscuit. They are not getting Pittman Jr. They are not going to get uh, Chase Claypool in the second round. Do you want to know why? Because they don't got the faith in uh, Carson Wentz. You're so welcome. You're so welcome, Philly. Say it, Dwayne. Turn it up. Hold on. Turn it up. Look at that. Look at that. Hey. Hey, it's okay, it's okay, you're welcome. You're welcome. Well, come to think of it, I gotta go. Hey, it's your day to say you're welcome. You are so welcome, all you doggone Philadelphia Eagles. I'm sailing away, away, you're welcome. You're welcome. Cause now we can do everything but close. You're welcome. You're welcome.
I love Moana. I love, I love Moana. Is it still on Netflix? Is Moana, I got, I got a, I got a late night. It's like 11 o'clock right now. Is Moana still on Netflix? So we're gonna play, play. Sorry, that's, that's the preview for, for Netflix. For net, Netflix. God dang it, it's not on Netflix anymore. It's like, man, I, I love Moana. I've seen that movie way too many times. Can stand up on the ever water, water. Oh, all right, I won't, I won't sing anymore. Going back to the draft. <clears throat> all right. So coming up next, you have the Buffalo Bills drafting at number five four. They're like, well, twenty four. What do we need? We almost beat Houston last year. Well, you know what? Deshaun Watson beat you without an offensive line talking all that trash against the Dallas Cowboys and their horribly uh, coached team. I see why you don't pay Dak. <laughs> I see why you guys are the laughing stock of the NFL. <laughs> Four Super Bowls. <laughs> Three years. <laughs> didn't win it once, didn't win a single one. Dallas gave it to you twice. We beat you twice. You remember that? We beat you twice in the 1990s. All right, you need you need an edge rusher. Who do I got, according to the Draft Network? Who do I got? You got Curtis Weaver, Curtis Weaver, excuse me, out of Boise. You got Joshua. You, well, I can't say his last freaking name. Yeah, I don't know why the NFL Network, the Draft Network, is trying to say, well, you need a wide receiver, twenty-four. I'm like, no, I don't. I got Stephon Diggs, Cole Beasley, Noah Brown, whatever his name is. I don't know what his name is. John Brown, that's his name. KJ Hamler. Sorry for the voice crack. He's there. You know what? <coughs> Excuse me, offense. I like offense more than I like defense. T. Higgins, Clemson, he was there. Now, if you're Baltimore, you're like, oh, 24, you didn't give us a, a linebacker. Kenneth Murray was there. He was there, 24. We could have had him. We could have had Kenneth Murray. Jordan Brooks. Willie Gay Jr. You know, one of the interesting thing of, things, excuse me, about this specific NFL draft is that this is po- quite possibly one of the best, not when it comes to wide receivers or quarterbacks or one of the best when it comes to the actual balance of the draft. Because, you know, I, you know, sometimes you look around and you're like, man, there's not a lot of guys that I can pick. There's not a lot of football players that I can get on my team that's going to help me out. There's really only a couple here and there, and even then it's just like, just like, well, who, who can I get? Honestly, who can I get? It's like, well, you can get a lot of guys in the first and the second round. That's the reality of the situation. You need a linebacker. You need a wide receiver. We're doubling down on offense. We're helping out El Freaky. Let's find him another wide receiver. KJ Hamler, Penn State. He's there. KJ Hamler, KJ Hill. 
about? No, he doesn't need a tight end. He already has two. <laughs> I'm like, no, he doesn't. We'll take KJ Hamler, Penn State. Miami, 5-6. You need an edge rusher. You need a running back. Because apparently Jordan Howard isn't as good of a running back as you need, as you thought. But you know what I'm going to do for you? If I'm this team, if I'm the Dolphins, I'm going to think to myself, hmm. Hmm. We kind of need a wide receiver, don't we? Laviscus, he's there. Need an edge rusher, need a running back as well. Cam Akers, Antonio Gibson. We may be able to get them top of the third round. Curtis Weaver, Boise, he's there. We'll see if he falls. A lot of guys we can get. We'll take Laviscus. <laughs> like, we'll take Laviscus. Rams. Need a linebacker. Jordan Brooks out of Texas Tech. I mean, well, well apparently you need a whole bunch of stuff. I, I, I doubt that. But, you know, you, you'll get Jordan Brooks, Texas Tech. Roquan Davis is still there. Matabuki is still there. Marlon Davidson fell. We'll take that. Thank you very much. By that, I'll mean Marlon Davidson, Auburn. Or you could have taken Matabuki. <clears throat> now, for the Vikings. Wide receiver. Why do they need a wide receiver? I get it. They traded him and Stefan Diggs, but it's like... If you didn't want to need a wide receiver, why would you trade away your wide receiver? It's like, why would you trade away your best wide receiver on your team just to draft another wide receiver? I don't get it. Again, politics, the bureaucracy of some of these teams. I'm like, God damn it. Like, think about some of these damn trades. Don't just think about the the, the, the value. Think about who you're going to get. I'm tired of this bullshit. You're getting, you know what? You're not getting a wide receiver. You're getting Matabuki. Shut up and take it. Wilson needs help. Seahawks 59. They need an edge rusher. We need an edge rusher. We need to play defense because that's all we do. We only play defense. We don't play, we don't do anything else. We only play defense. If we're Seattle, we're only going to play defense. We're going to play defense. We're going to play defense. We're going to play. No, you're not. You're playing offense. You know what you're going to do? You're going to get Jonathan People Jones out of Michigan. Donovan People Jones. Uh, Baltimore, they need another linebacker. Excuse me. Excuse me, is he still there? Yes, he is. Yes, sir. We'll take Jordan Brooks, Texas Tech. Easy money. Tennessee, big Tennessee. Jesus Christ, my head is pounding right now. Hmm. Need an edge rusher. Who do I got on my board that's still there? Curtis Weaver, Boise State. A little bit of a reach. But not really. Joshua Uche, Michigan, we'll take him. I was going to go with Curtis Weaver because, like, as a Cowboy fan, you watch some Boise, you, you watch some of the pay, the players from Boise State because, you know, Dallas is probably going to take somebody from Boise. So, you know, I, you watch some stuff on Boise and, you know, I, I, 
liked what I saw from Curtis Weaver. Liked him from Boise. Apparently, the only thing that the Green Bay Packers need are wide receivers and tight ends. Who's my number one tight end on the board? Cole Commit, Adam Troutman, Thaddeus Moss, Bryce Hopkins, a bunch of other people. You'll take Cole Commit to shut everybody up about how Aaron Rodgers needs help. Kansas City, they need a corner. They need a corner in Kansas City. Damon Arnett, Ohio State. Jesus H. Christ, my head is pounding. You'll take Roquan Davis. Because I really, really like Roquan Davis. Then Seattle. You'll take Ashton Davis. California. Bang. There we go. First two rafts. Rafts. First two rounds. Oh my God. My head is killing me. First two rounds of the NFL draft are, are done. Excuse me. Joe Burrow, Chase Young, Jeff Akuda, Tristan Wirfs. Easy money. Two attack of Aloha, Justin Herbert, Isaiah Simmons, Makai Becton, Derek Brown. I should probably say the, these team names because you're probably you know, like, you're, you're like 24. I don't care about position. Tell, tell me the teams. Where are they going, 24? Don't worry. I got you. I got you. Joe Burrow to the Bengals. Chase Young to Washington. Jeff Akuda to the Lions. Keep in mind, this is what I think teams should do in the draft, not teams, not what I think teams will do. Uh, playing that game is like is is trying to freaking hit hit a target in a room that's a that's a hundred miles long, blindfolded, um, while being spun around and having um, and having like a a freaking slingshot as your gun instead of a real gun. Like you don't even have a real weapon; you only have a freaking slingshot. So it's like it's, it's long story short, it's impossible. It's like what 100 mile room do you know of? I don't know any room that's 100 miles. On top of that, it's like, like why, like why would you shoot it with a with a slingshot to make it impossible? It's impossible to hit a target that's 100 feet, 100 miles away with a slingshot. Anyways, small handheld one, not like a large. Not like an obscenely and cartoonishly large slingshot. Anyways, Joe Burrow, Cincinnati. Chase Young, Washington. Jeff Okuda goes to the Lions. Tristan Wirfs to the Giants. They need help on that offensive line. Tua and Justin Herbert, they go to Miami and the Chargers respectively. Why would you waste so much time and effort? Why why would you not learn your lesson from not drafting not drafting, excuse me, but not getting um, Drew Brees. My board is now frozen. Thank you. Thank you, NFL Draft Network or Draft Network. There you go. It's funny. It's like how, it's funny that hitting my mouse a bunch unfreezes the website like a caveman with this technology. Isaiah Simmons to the Carolina Panthers. Hey, get a, get a linebacker. Get a linebacker. How about that? Get one of the best players in the draft. Get a linebacker. How about that? Mackay Becton to the Cardinals, Derek Brown to the uh, to the Jacksonville Jaguars, Jedrick Wills to the um, to the Browns, and then you got Andrew Thomas to the Jets. Here's where your wide receivers go: uh, C.D. Lamb to the Raiders, Henry Ruggs the third to the uh, to the frickin' Forty Niners, Jerry Judy to the Bucks, C.J. Henderson to the uh, to the Buccaneers, not the Buccaneers, the Broncos, excuse me, Javon Kenlaw, Arizona. Not Arizona, oh my God. Atlanta, Xavier McKinney goes to my 
Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Austin Jackson, offensive tackle out of USC, the tw- one of the twenty, uh, not the twenty. Oh my God, one of the youngest one, uh, young one. Of, oh my God, I'm tongue tied right now. One of the youngest draft picks in the draft. Uh, Austin Jackson, twenty years old, USC. Jeff Gladney, corner, TCU to the Raiders. Justin Jefferson, LSU wide receiver, slot guy going to the Jacksonville Jaguars because they're like, well, we don't want to necessarily put our freaking quarterback on an island with nobody to throw the football to. So guess what? Justin Jefferson, 20, LSU to Jacksonville. <clears throat> Michael Pittman Jr., a little bit of a reach. Not really. Everybody's going to say that, but he's a pretty damn good wide receiver. Um, to the Eagles, Caleb on. Hey, son. To the Vikings, Grant Delpit to the Patriots, Patrick Queen to the uh, to the Saints, Christian Fulton, corner, Minnesota, Antoine Winfield Jr., safety, Miami. Josh Jones, offensive tackle to Seattle because they need a doggone offensive line because every single time they go into the draft they trade out of the first round and they don't help out Russell Wilson by getting him an offensive tackle. I don't care if he can play left. I don't care if he can play right. He, he He's playing left tackle. He's playing offensive line. That's that's all I care about. Like His ass is going on the inside or going on the outside. His ass is playing offense. That's, that's the only thing that matters. DeAndre Swift, running back, Baltimore. Neville Gallimore to Tennessee. Jalen Rager, speedster. TCU going to the Green Bay Packers to shut everybody up about how much help Aaron Rodgers needs. A.J. Terrell, corner. Cincinnati, not Cincinnati, oh my God. Uh, San Francisco. J.K. Dobbins running back Kansas City because Kansas City, like who was their running back? Damian Williams, they swapped him out, in and out. LaShawn McCoy, I think they had a third guy. You're going to get somebody that you can use for the the future and J.K. Dobbins. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Yeter Gross Matos, edge rusher, Penn State. Denzel Mims, oh, by the way, Yeter goes to Cincinnati. Uh, Denzel Mims goes to the Colts. A.J. Epinesa to the Detroit Lions. Kenneth Murray to New York. Jalen Johnson, corner. Ross Blacklock, interior defensive lineman out of TCU. A lot of guys going uh, out of TCU in the first two rounds. Uh, To the Carolina Panthers. Cesar Ruiz, interior offensive lineman, center pretty much. Going to Miami. Zach Bond, edge rusher, going to Houston. Best player available, pretty much. One of the best players available. Jeremy Chen, safety out of uh, Illinois, Southern Illinois, excuse me. Going to the Browns. Noah, cannot say his last freaking last name because it's three syllables, corner, going to Jacksonville. Isaiah Wilson, offensive tackle out of Georgia. Really, really like him. Uh, He's going to the Bears because they need help offensively. Jalen Hurts, quarterback. Love me some Jalen Hurts. Going to the Colts, quarterback of the future. There you go. Oklahoma, not really going to turn the football over. He's going to learn how to play the position. He's going to be a great player for the Colts. If you help him out. Jonathan Taylor, running back, going to the Buccaneers. Brandon Ayuk, out of Arizona State, going to the Broncos. Pretty good value for the Broncos. They're going to get, who did they get in the first round? They got C.J. Henderson, a corner. And then in the second round, they're going to get a wide receiver. Pretty good wide receiver at that. Trevon Diggs. Going to Atlanta, Terrell Lewis, out of Alabama, edge rusher, going to the Jets. Jordan Elliott, you probably also could have gotten Jordan Love as well if you like him, if you're the Steelers here, but you're going to get Jordan Elliott, interior defensive guy. In fact, I may have, I may have, if I had realized if Jordan Love was still there because I completely forgot about him because I've, like, I'm I'm not a huge Jordan Elliott, not a Jordan Elliott fan, excuse me, Jordan Love fan, not a huge Jordan Love guy, but 
told me I could have Jordan Elliott, I would say, for sure. Put him on. Get him a uni. But unfortunately, the Steelers, they pass up on Jordan Love. They get Jordan Elliott. Chicago doesn't. (laughs) They do get Jordan Love. At 51, Dallas, they get Kyle Duggar. I fucked it up by drafting Ezra Cleveland because my webpage froze. And um, I drafted Ezra Cleveland instead, instead of Kyle Duggar. In this case, they would have gotten Kyle Duggar. By the way, I was debating on whether or not to get Kyle Duggar or Jordan Love at this position because of, uh, you know, depending on if you want Nick Foles to be. It's like, do you want a quarterback of the future or not? Because Nick Foles is not. He, he could be better than Trubisky, but probably not. We'll see. I don't know. You hope that he isn't. You hope that Trubisky's better. We'll see. But if he isn't, there you go. You can put in, you can redshirt Jordan Love. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire running back out of LSU. Guess where he's going? Rams. Chase Claypool. Everybody's like, Carson Wentz needs help. Carson Wentz needs help. Carson Wentz needs help. I just got him a whole bunch of help. We played. You're welcome. You're so welcome, Eagles fans, because I got him two wide receivers in the first two rounds. How do you like me now? Cowboy fan, by the way. T. Higgins, wide receiver out of Clemson, going to the Bills. K.J. Hamler, wide receiver out of Penn State, going to the Baltimore Ravens. Because I'm not a big fan on getting freaking uh, on defensive players when a wide receiver is there, especially a wide receiver that can help out your doggone quarterback. Help him out just a little bit. Laviscus, can't say his last name. Junior, Colorado, out of out of Colorado, wide receiver going to Miami. Marlon Davidson. The Robin to Derek Brown's Batman out of Auburn going to the Rams. Doubling up that interior line with, obviously, Aaron Donald. And I don't know if he can play the five technique, though. He may be a three technique defensive tackle. He may not be able to play the five. I don't really care. He's going on the inside either way. Justin Matabuki out of A&M, Minnesota. Donovan Peoples-Jones, wide receiver out of Michigan, going to Seattle. And finally, ladies and gentlemen, Jordan Brooks out of Texas Tech, going to... Oh, no, that's not the final one. That's not the final one in the second round. I apologize. Jordan Brooks, linebacker, Texas Tech, going to Baltimore. Just uh, Joshua Uche, edge rusher, going to Tennessee. Cole Commit. I guess he's the best tight end in the draft. He's going to Green Bay. Roquan Davis, interior guy out of out of Alabama, really really like him a lot. Going to freaking Kansas City, and uh, the Seahawks. Apparently, they don't need an offensive lineman. They're gonna get Ashton Davis, Carolina. Anything else I gotta talk about today? My head. Oh my god, it feels like my skull got like cracked open. And somebody just poured acid on my brain. My head is like pounding right now. Like, oh my God. It was pounding before I got on the podcast too. And it's pounding like, it's going to pound like after too. Anything I have to talk about. Anything else that I could share? I mean, I talked about... um, Jesus Christ, I gotta pee again. I talked about how essentially... uh, What's it called? How a lot of players... Not a lot of players, how a lot of orgs 
they're going to do a whole bunch of stupid stuff tomorrow. Oh, wait, I think I was like, why did my phone just shut off? My phone has no battery and I put it on flashlight mode and now it's at 5%. It actually kind of needs to charge. Hold on. Let me charge my phone really, really quickly. Ugh, let me get up out of my comfortable lazy boy. By the way, just saw Jordan Brooks, linebacker, Texas Tech. He just ran a 454. 40, by the way. Just saying. Just saying. Oh my God, I got to stretch my legs. And a 4540. 454, four, excuse me, 40. Almost fell out of my chair. Kind of getting back comfortable here. Anyways, as I was saying, a lot of teams tomorrow, they're going to do a whole bunch of stupid stuff. Technically, it's almost today because it's 1120 at night. A lot of teams, they're going to they're gonna try and outthink themselves, right? A lot of teams are going to say, well, you know, like let's say, uh, let's say, got some of my picks here. I don't know if I should have this up tomorrow. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll keep this on my computer. In fact, I'll kind of redo it tomorrow. Uh, some of my picks may change. I don't know. I mean, if I if I'm gonna if I'm gonna have my freaking mock draft tomorrow, then I'm gonna like if I if I did my mock draft tomorrow, I may as well use it today, right? No. What am I saying? Oh my god! If I'm going to have what I'm going to put it put up in front of me, I know we just did a mock draft. I said I was gonna do two today, but it's like I may as well do a first round. And then we'll kind of just like, we'll, we'll go from there. But I got to freaking take a piss break. It's not going to be as long. I'm just going to get it done really, really quickly. And then we'll be back in like a couple of minutes. Hold on. My mute button is still not working.
ease my way back into the podcast. Welcome back, 24's podcast. Gonna have a short little draft here coming up once again. Um, but I kind of wanted to finish my thought on what I was talking about a couple of seconds ago, technically like a minute ago. <laughs> um, and that thought was, you know, some of these teams tomorrow, they're going to overthink it. They're going to say, well, you know, like we may not, like we, we, we don't necessarily need this guy or we, we may want to trade back in the draft or, you know, let's not get Jeffrey Akuda. Let's go after this guy or let's go after that guy. Like if you're, um, if you're, if you're the Detroit Lions at number three, you could take an Akuda. You could also take a, an Isaiah Simmons, who ironically enough is on my television right now because they're showing me the uh, the replay of the highlights, not of the highlights of the combine. It's like there's two guys that you could definitely get in in that position. It's like you want to screw this up. I'm not getting paid. It's not my responsibility. I'm just a fan. I just like, I I just like you know I I, I like watching football. It's not my team at risk. Well, technically it is, but you know, it's not it's not my money at risk. It's not my time at risk. It's not my sanity at risk. If I was one of these doggone coaches or if I was one of these teams, if I was one of these owners, seriously, if my team was losing as many games, I would I wouldn't I would not get into I would not get into that business to lose. Some teams are. But this is this is the time where you really show what you're all about if you're an org. You really show you know, hey, you know, we can't necessarily help out what we're doing in the regular season sometimes. Like, sometimes you just lose games and, you know, it's it's fine. It's like, it's whatever. You know, every team loses games. Like, you know, I, I think the last team that had a perfect regular season was the Patriots in 2007. And then before that, it was God knows who. Like, nobody has a perfect regular season. Everybody fucking loses games. So it's like, I don't expect teams to be perfect. I do expect teams to go out and compete. Tomorrow could be that first real step in showing which teams are going to compete next year and which ones aren't. Let's do it again. Is there anything else I need to talk about? (laughs) I'm like, like, is there anything else I need to talk about today? Because I'm pretty much like, I'm, I'm done. I'm outie. I put up my hands. I put up the deuces. I'm like, bro, I'm out. My head is fucking killing me right now. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I um, I want to talk about the Bucks here for a couple of minutes. The Bucks schedule next season at home. You got Green Bay. You got Kansas City. Vikings, Saints, Chargers, and then you got their division, obviously, Atlanta, Carolina, and then Rams, right? So, potentially, <clears throat> literally all of their hard, hard games are going to be at home. Green Bay, Kansas City, Minnesota, the Chargers, the Rams, they're all at home. Check out who they got on deck. On away. Bears. Lions. Broncos. Raiders. Giants. 
They went seven and nine with a quarterback who had thirty plus turnovers in a season. You're supposed to be pretty much winless, pretty much one of the worst teams in the league. They had some moments. They had some pretty good, pretty good matchups, some pretty good games. They competed. Next year, I would not be surprised to find them in the NFC Championship game. And you may say to me, well, 24, look at what happened to the Patriots. This is not the Patriots. Tom Brady is probably going to have his best group of wide receivers and tight ends he has ever had in his entire career. And let me remind everyone who thinks Tom Brady is out to pasture. He's just gone. Let me remind everybody. One game with Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown looked like Antonio Brown once again. Tom Brady in that offense looked like one of the best offenses in the league. One game. Oh, and by the way, he had Josh Gordon, who can you tell me what team he's playing on right now? He did it with guys who don't have jobs. One of the best wide receiving cores in the league. <clears throat> At one point in the season last year, bunch of guys who didn't have jobs before and after the season. Now he's going to an offense where he's going to get back Gronk. He's going to have OJ Howard, maybe the second tight end, maybe Gronk and OJ Howard. That would be disgusting. Then you're going to get three tight ends, not three tight ends, three, two weapons, and maybe Jerry Judy if he falls to them. And then you look at the record, not the record, the, um, the games. And I was listening to Chris Sims, Sims podcast. He was talking about, Hey man, listen, everybody mistakes the bucks, but the bucks, they are not, you know, they're they're not a, a, a party city. They're a football city. I saw some of the Buccaneer games. They rep that nation hard. They rep that team hard. You got fans in the pirate ship. You got fans outside. You got fans everywhere. Let me tell you something, man. Bucks, they're going to be on easy street next season. Hardest games are going to be home. Easiest games are going to be away. And they're playing in a division where the only team that you pretty much got to worry about is the doggone Saints. And your team is pretty much built to beat their team because you're going to have offensive weapons galore with one of the best quarterbacks of all time and you're not going to be giving them easy picks. And then you can improve as well in the draft. You can get an offensive lineman for Brady. You can get a receiver for Brady. You can get a running back for Brady. Shoot, man. All I can say is this. I'm glad I'm not playing. I'm, I'm glad I'm not the Giants this season and having to play the Buccaneers. Jesus Christ, man. The Bucks. They're a good football team. I said it when the season was over. I was like, everyone's going to laugh at me, but I think that the Bucs are a good football team before they got Tom Brady. Then you just look at, what's his name? Jalen, not Jalen, Jameis Winston. 
his 30 interception behind having self. I get Tom Brady, greatest football player of all time. Then they're going to upgrade. Let's see who they upgrade tomorrow. Shoot. Anything else before I finish off by finalizing the first round, not first and second. First round. No, I don't think so. I was going to play a little bit of, um, frick, I was going to play a little bit of, like, Persona 5 tonight, but I don't know if I'll even read tonight, if I'm honest with you. I'm reading Anna Karina. I'm like, my head is freaking pounding. Oh, yeah, I was thinking when I was going to the bathroom, I was like, man, because I got this um, this recommendation for another video for um, because I just watched You're Welcome from Moana. And then I got Frozen 2, like a, a, a Frozen 2 song. I didn't see that movie, the second one. I saw the first one, and I actually liked it. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I watch a lot of Disney movies. I, I love Disney. Disney's cool. But I'm like, I want to see if, like, people actually liked it. I don't think people liked it as much as the first one, right? Because I'm watching, like, I'm not watching, but I'm looking at, like, the average reviews and they're, like, 70s. Oh, wait, Frozen was, was like, a 7, 7.4 on IMDb. They were, like, a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes and 85 audience rating. I usually go with the audience ratings over the other people. It was made in 2013. Jesus Christ, the first one. Oh my God, the the second one got a 92. It was higher than the first. I gotta see this movie. Like, the the second movie got a higher rating than the first movie. Jesus Christ. I saw the first trailer for it. I was like, man, that kind of looks cool. I know it's a Disney princess movie, but it's like, you gotta have a, a kid at heart mentality. You gotta be a little bit childish. You gotta, you know, you gotta have that, that same, you know, that same immature attitude sometimes. Sometimes. It's, you know, it's fine. Is there anything else? I feel like I'm missing something. But I also feel like I'm I'm not. I'm not going to lie to you. This has been a pretty good podcast. I mean, everything else is like mock drafts, mock drafts, mock drafts. And I pretty much did one for an hour. And um, I'm going to refer to my notes here. I talked about the Michael Jordan documentary and also about how Trent Williams is, is on the fucking trading block. Oh, my God. Yeah, I talk about everything. We'll we'll bang this mock draft and then we'll be out. God damn, I still can't believe Washington. It's like we won't trade. We want we want we want to trade Trent Williams. We want to trade Trent Williams. We want to trade Trent Williams. We'll get rid of Trent Williams. I'm just gonna do it in in silence while talking over some stuff. Yeah, I don't I don't think I don't think there's gonna be that much of a shakeup here in the. Uh, 
in the in in the draft tomorrow. I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of trades. Like I would be I would be fucking surprised if there is a trade tomorrow. And the reason why is that there's like it's it's straightforward. You get players that you need. There's going to be players for teams um for certain for certain teams that there's there, excuse me. There's going to be certain players that are going to be there that are going to address team needs. So it's like, why not just get players that are going to help you out, you know? Instead of just like goofing off and be like, oh, you know, I, I want to get this guy. I want to get that guy. I want to I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to bolster up. I wanna, nah, 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 nah. It's like, no, just do the right thing. Help out your team. You know, make smart decisions. At pick 20, I'll reveal my final iteration of this. And I and I constantly say this. I constantly say, like, you know, mock drafts, they're fun. You know, it's it's kind of like being a GM or or a um <clears throat> or uh, you know, it's 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 being an NFL personnel guy, I guess, you know. It's fun being one of those guys and things of that nature. But at the same token, it's just it's pretend. So in some ways it's like, you know, you you want to have you want to you want to take it with some severity and some seriousness, but at the same token it's like you can also take it with like a grain of salt, I guess. I already fucked it up, I think. I think I didn't take it that Oh my god. Like I've had this like fever, maybe not fever, it's just my body has been like like my t- like it feels like my body is like doing something difficult, you know? Like it just feels stressed because it's hot. You know, it's not like I have a fever or anything. It's just it feels it feels worked. It's like I've been having that feeling for like the last 2 almost 3 to 4 hours. It's been terrible. Like, was it something that I ate? No. It was just, I don't know. I, I, mean, I, I mean, I've been dealing with this for, like, a really, really long time. Just I thought it was going to go away, away by now. Because I'm like, I got important stuff to do. Go. <laughs> I'm like, go away. I got I got, a, I got a mock draft. I got to talk about some stuff for, like, an hour. Like, Jesus Christ, man. Oh yeah, I'm I'm trying to decide on whether or not the Oakland Raiders right now pick number 19, do they get Grant Delpit? Do they go for another corner? I think they do, and I think they can get Gladney. I'm going to pick Gladney in this case. I don't care what the team needs are. They need a wide receiver. Jacksonville, number 20, they're going to get a wide receiver. Then I like Philly getting Michael Pittman Jr. Huge reach, but he's perfect for that, for what they need. Sometimes you can reach, but it has to be like an educated reach, you know? 
Uh, Kristen Fulton, AJ Terrell, Jalen Johnson. I'm going to take Christian Fulton. Oh, Grant Delpit, safety, LSU. Patriots. Then I said Patrick Queen for the Saints. And then... Um... For Minnesota, the second first rounder. Who are my edge guys again? They'll take Yeeter. By the way, this, again, this is just not what I think is going to happen, but what I think should happen. Where's Austin Jackson? Or they could take Cesar Ruiz. I'm not Seattle's first round pick. Yeah. There you go. Cesar Ruiz. I'm going to take uh, a wide receiver. Lamar needs a big dude, man. He needs a big dude. He also needs a possession guy. I like Denzel Mims or T. Higgins. What was T. Higgins' numbers? Let me look up Denzel Mims really, really quickly. I feel like I'm I'm missing something about Denzel Mims. Okay, I don't think so because he had 66 receptions. I thought I thought he I thought he had more um, yards and perceptions. So he had 66 receptions, a thousand yards, 12 touchdowns. You know what? I will take Denzel Mims for Lamar. Because I think he could be a perfect guy for him in the red zone. Then interior guy for Tennessee, Neville Gallimore, out of Tennessee, going to the Titans. Not out of Tennessee, out of Oklahoma. My head is starting to just oh my god! I I like there are times where I want to be on the podcast forever, and then there are times where I'm just like, Jesus Christ, Jalen Rager, or my, or I just feel sick I guess Jalen Rager number th- uh going to the Packers 49ers AJ Terrell Jalen Johnson or nope I said running back DeAndre Swift. Like, I even changed, for example, my first-round draft pick um, for the Baltimore Ravens. I don't know if you noticed. I said uh, in my first draft that they were going to get DeAndre Swift, and then and in my second draft, I said they're going to get um, Denzel Mims. It's like, either way, they, they should get somebody to help out Lamar offensively. Um, my overall draft, this is only my first round, and after this, I'm going to end the podcast. Joe Burrow to Cincinnati, Chase Young, Washington, Jeff Akuda, uh, Lions, Tristan Wirfs, New York, two attack of Aloha, Miami, Justin Herbert to the Chargers, Isaiah Simmons, Carolina, Makai Becton to the Arizona Cardinals, Derek Brown to Jacksonville, Jedrick Wills, offensive tackle, Browns, Andrew Thomas, offensive tackle, Jets, C.D. Lamb, wide receiver, uh, Oakland Raiders, Henry Ruggs, San Francisco, Jerry Judy, Buccaneers, C.J. Henderson, Broncos, Calevon, not Calevon, Jalen, uh, Javon Kinlaw to the Falcons, Xavier McKinney to Dallas, 
Caleb on, hey son, to the uh, to the Dolphins, Jeff Gladney, Raiders, um, Jacksonville to uh, not Jacksonville. Jacksonville will get Justin Jefferson. Then Michael Pittman Jr. will go to the Eagles. Christian Fulton will go to the uh, to the Vikings. He's a C, he's a cornerback. Grant Delpit, Patriots. Patrick Queen, Saints. Yeter Gross Matos, Edge, Josh Jones, offensive tackle to uh, Miami, Cesar Ruiz, interior guy to Seattle, Denzel Mims, big body wide receiver uh, to to Lamar, Neville Gallimore to Tennessee, Jalen Rager, wide receiver, Green Bay, AJ, AJ Terrell, corner out of Clemson going to the 49ers, and finally um, DeAndre Swift going to Kansas City. DeAndre Swift is a running back. Oof, man, ladies and gentlemen, um, this has been 24's podcast, the best video gaming and sports podcast on the entire internet. If you liked this podcast, then you can listen to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. Pretty much where you can find any podcast, you can find 24's podcast. Going to be back. It's not tomorrow. It's still Wednesday, Thursday, to cast the NFL Draft first round and the second round Friday, uh, second and third round Friday, and the 4th, 5th, 6th, and 7th round Saturday. Ladies and gentlemen. Until then, I hope you have a fantastic day. And I will see you next time. Bye-bye.